all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. There never seems to be a single penny left for me. Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. 
Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
All right, good evening all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is the 9th of September, 2015. It's Wednesday, and it's about 8 minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific Time. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800-932-1980 is how you can call in, get on the show. You can also go to our website. And check out the chat room. Website's located at theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link. You can go in there and chat with the other folks in there. And uh, you can ask questions of me or make comments. I'll see them. You can also contact me directly through uh, Yahoo Instant Messenger. My screen name is AVRN Talk. Okay, well, it is Wednesday, and on Wednesday, I changed things a little bit, but by, uh, well, I've been told by popular demand, we have Melissa back. Welcome back, Melissa. Thank you. Now, who who was the one that told me popular demand? <laughs> that was your words. Those were your words. I think that was you making I promise they were your words. You were like, I'm going to make an announcement. Well, there you go. That you're back by popular demand. Well, I know at least one person asked about you. Anyhow, so go ahead and go first. Um, I know you must be ready because uh, I know you have a computer that yeah, actually works. Yeah, yeah. A routine traffic stop in Waco, Texas, led to a rather eventful night for the officers involved. The cops confiscated methamphetamine from underneath the driver's seat, as well as a loaded gun from somewhere more intimate. Gabrielle Garcia, 30, was initially pulled over for a traffic violation on Monday night, but he wasn't able to drive off with just a ticket because his crime went well beyond Merely running a stoplight. His? Yes, what I know. Was, His what? name's Gabrielle. I see. Although you did say, hey, that's the angel. No, so. well, Ga- no, Gabrielle is not an angel. Gabriel. Well, Maybe Gabriel. No, Gabriel. 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 G-A-B-R-I-E-L, whatever that is. Um, so during the stop... Officers found 2.7 grams of meth under the driver's seat, and he was put under arrest on charge of meth in a drug-free zone. Police say the stop was in within 1,000 feet of an elementary school. An additional 29.5 grams of meth and a set of digital weighing scales were found in the purse of the female passenger, 31-year-old Ashley Cecilia Castaneda. She was arrested on the same charge as Garcia. Nice American name yeah. there. But while authorities were transporting Castaneda to the McClellan County Jail, she confessed a secret. She was carrying a loaded 22 caliber Smith & Wesson semi-automatic handgun inside her vagina. The officer stopped the car and called for a female officer who retrieved the gun. The weapon was fully loaded, including a round in the chamber. Waco Police Sergeant W. 
Patrick Swanton, as cited by the Waco Tribune Herald. Authorities did not say whether the safety mechanism was engaged. The stunt led to Castaneda also being charged with unlawfully carrying a concealed weapon. It was a safety concern for the victim who had a loaded firearm inside her body, Swanton said, depending on a number of factors that gun could have gone off by body movements or compression of the trigger. Bonds for Castaneda and Garcia were set at $31,000 and $10,000, respectively. That is crazy. Do you think? People are nuts. Well, yeah, and uh, I got a story here about a kid in school. And, you know, this is what your kids are learning from television and school. Because I really doubt... You know, unless your mom and dad are gang members or something, I doubt they're teaching you this at home. But in a bid to extract revenge on a high school student, a Florida teenager, everybody knows people from Florida are crazy. (laughs) That's not in the uh, article here, but I know this. For a fact, I'm not from there, so I don't care well, what you, you are. say. Well, you are from there. It's you not true. There. I'm from Georgia. Half, half from there. <laughs> I think people from Delaware yeah. are not. So you're, half, so you're half crazy. Anyway, they claim to be from New Jersey. A Florida teenager. Yeah, you, you know, you lived your whole life in Florida and claimed to be from Georgia. I lived I half moved, my life in Georgia. I was moved to New Jersey. I was, when I was born six and raised old, in and Georgia and lived Delaware there half like, my life. Like I ever lived there. But anyway. A Florida teenager broke into his rival's car and planted a loaded gun, a knife, and a bag of marijuana, and then instructed an acquaintance to contact police to report spotting the items in the vehicle. The alleged plot to frame the student backfired after a witness told cops that they had spotted James Harrison, 18, breaking into the victim's 1988 Honda while it was parked Tuesday in a lot at Clearwater High School. Clearwater. I wonder if maybe, well, maybe his parents are Scientologists and they would teach him things like this. A detail, uh, a detail in a series of criminal complaints, Harrison placed a Smith & Wesson 38 caliber revolver, a knife, and a .52 gram bag of marijuana inside the Honda around 9.30 a.m. on August 31st. The guns, cop noted, had its serial number ground off. Harrison then directed another person to contact the school resource officer and Crime Stoppers to report it. The goal was to have the vehicle's driver arrested for serious offenses and removed from the school to exact revenge. The complaints do not reveal why Harrison allegedly sought to extract revenge against the victim, whose name was redacted from the police because he's probably, you know, a minor. In a videotape police interview, Harrison, who is seen uh, in the above and below photos, reportedly confessed to trying to frame the student. The sick, get this, the 6'5", 300-pound Harrison, who graduated from Clearwater High School three months ago, has been charged with four felonies steaming from the bizarre scheme. 
He spent two days in jail before being released Saturday on $55,000 bond, which I'm sure he didn't get $55,000 anywhere. Mommy and Daddy obviously did. Harrison's Twitter and Instagram pages are filled with photos of guns, jewelry, and stacks of cash, along with references to consumption of Hennessy cognac, uh, what is this, Xanax pills, and lean. What's lean? Don't you remember with the Trayvon Martin case where That's he lean? made lean from oh. Skittles or something? I don't know. I think it was, although that doesn't sound right. But he went and bought Skittles, and he bought, I don't think it was from Skittles, but he bought uh, watermelon iced tea, uh-huh. that uh, Arizona iced tea. They're using that Arizona iced tea and something else to make lean. Okay, so that's what it is. Well, that's one of the ways you can make it. And in July uh, July 6th, Twitter post, Harrison noted that it had been a year since he was shot, but offered no further details. Gotta try harder to kill my fat, you know, donkey. He wrote, on June 27th, his 18th birthday, Harrison asked his 14,000-plus followers, who's down for a strip club tonight? Well, you know, this is just normal stuff, but I mean, uh, this is just, I mean, he tried to, you know, this is pretty detailed. This is pretty devious. This is pretty, you know, yeah, he didn't think it completely out because he's a kid. But gosh, I mean, he thought this out more than a lot of people would. I mean, he went to some lengths to get this guy in serious trouble. And if he would have just did it a little more careful, like if nobody would have seen him, if he w- if there wouldn't have been a witness, mm-hmm. this innocent kid, who probably isn't innocent, uh, because if this guy has something to do with him, mm-hmm. Then they're probably both criminals, but mm. you know the thing is, he's innocent of of this stuff. He would have been gone, man. I mean, yeah. think about it. If there wouldn't have been a witness, the cops would have searched his car. They'd mm-hmm. have found this stuff, and he'd have been going to jail. Mm-hmm. And that would have been the end of that, man. Yep. And this is the kind of things your little darlings are learning to do in school. Well, imagine how much worse it's going to get when the government encourages people to turn in everybody else you know i know they're doing it now if you see something say something but in the future you know they're going to be rewarding people for doing just that and well, it's and going I, to be you know i got crazy. New, i got news from mommy and daddy out there who probably ponied up the 55 grand for this little monster or this big monster uh you're next because if he'll come up with some kind of thing like this for some mm-hmm. school kid He'll certainly do the same thing for you mm-hmm. if, say, I don't know, say the cops offer him some money. Yeah. Or some gangbanger offers him some drugs. He seems to like that, too. Mm-hmm. Mommy and Daddy are going down because Junior here will set them up. And there'll be no witnesses for you. And that goes for the rest of you mommies and daddies out there sending your monsters to school. This is what they're learning, Okay. Mm-hmm. They will be rewarded for turning you in. They already are, okay? But, I mean, I'm serious, like, hey, no, we will pay you. And do you know why? Because states have contracts with private prisons now mm-hmm. to keep them, like some states, you know, have, like, uh, like California has a deal that they will keep the prisons 70% or above full. 
Well, now, how can you do that? I mean, what if people stop committing crimes? You're just going to start locking people up anyway? Well, yeah, that's what they do. And then Arizona has a contract that says they will keep their prisons 100% filled. Guess what? They're failing because crime is dropping. And now, guess what? These private prisons are considering suing the states for not providing them enough slave labor prisoners. So guess what, mom and dad? Here's an opportunity. You know, oh boy, hey, maybe we could give your kid a $10,000 bonus if he turns mommy and daddy in for a felony, and bang, off you go. You think it's impossible? It's not impossible. You know, hey, the Bible even says that children are going to turn on their parents. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, this happening. All right, what do you got? Well, for one thing, lean is, um, sorry, about the cough, is made from cough medicine. Um, and that watermelon iced tea, that's one of the recipes. And it, and it makes people very angry and um, aggressive. And it causes, you know, big-time liver damage. It makes them um, psychotic. And that was what was in Trayvon's, you know, autopsy. His liver showed damage consistent with that abuse. It's dextromethorphan, DXM, cough syrup. So that's what lean is. And, uh, yeah, so they're learning that in school, too, you know. And uh, then, as far as private prisons, uh, apparently you were talking about, you know, keeping those full and stuff. Well, they're getting rich locking up kids, uh, these illegal uh, invaders, the families, you know, they're claiming, they're detaining. Um, it says, uh, you know, this is alternate, which is total commie and everything, mm-hmm. pro-illegal invaders. Um, an explosive new report from the Daily Beast, Betsy Woodruff, looks at how the Corrections Corporation of America, CCA, one of America's two large private prison corporations, has seen its profits explode thanks to a little notice moved by the Obama administration. Woodruff notes that before last summer, there was virtually no family detention, referring to the detention of migrant families crossing the border, illegal invaders, children included, in U.S. immigration detention facilities. But as Human Rights Watch's Antonio Gennata noted, now we're in the thousands, so they're claiming. It started last summer when large numbers of families fleeing violence in Central America started crossing over into the United States. The Obama administration opened a facility in Artesia, New Mexico, to detain these families. After controversy, that facility was closed, and a new one operated by CCA opened in Dilly, Texas, with a capacity of 2,400 beds. Woodruff notes that CCA's quarterly report shows its profits in the second quarter of 2015 were $49 million higher, dollars higher than the same period in 2014, largely due to the expansion in detaining migrant families, so they say. The Dilly facility alone generated $36 million in revenue during the quarter. In just one year, these investment companies have profited millions off of the illegal detention of Children and babies fleeing unthinkable harm in Central America. Brian Johnson, an immigration attorney representing many of the immigrants at Dilly, told the Daily Beast. 
because these companies wanted a bigger quarterly dividend. Dozens of children, including some of my clients, were denied medical treatment to such a shocking degree that their lives were put at imminent risk of death or serious bodily harm. Well, crossing the border is going to cause that anyway. It's very dangerous, and they could easily all be killed, you know? We see it time and again. In those trucks, they put them in, you know, like sardines, and they get... They run out of air and all these things, and in the hundred and something degree heat. Oh yeah, and they get dehydrated yeah. along the way. There's all kinds all of bad kind things. Of things. You know. The only reason I can see that people are still in family detention is because there must be incredible pressures to keep it going on the basis of its probability. And that was an immigration attorney said that. So anyway, um, well, you know, it's every, all about the money. Though. Everybody's being used as a uh, as a way to make money. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just. Are you torturing a cat over there? I, I no, it's outside. Uh, so it's, you are torturing. No, it. it's it outside. Come in and, and no, 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 it's it. outside. It's like a cat almost fight outside. But anyway. Oh, a cat fight! Wow. Yeah. Get the video camera. <laughs> I hear him back there. All right. Uh, anyway, all right. Here's something crazy. You want to talk about crazy? Here's crazy. Bringing a 30,000-year-old virus back to life. Sounds like the plot of a real-life horror movie. So, if you were scared by the incurable virus in the movie 28 Days Later, or the Andromeda strain, you might want to stop reading right now. But I'm not scared. I'm going to keep reading. Scientists who discovered a prehistoric virus called Malavirus Sibiricum in the Siberian permafrost plan to give the virus its first wake-up call since the last ice age. Hey, what could go wrong? Oh, but first, before they do that, they're going to verify that it can't harm humans and animals. I wonder, how are they going to do that without waking it up? Anyway, it's hoped the study could shed light into ancient dormant viruses that could, it's feared, get another chance at spreading as permafrost retreats due to climate change. You know what? These things aren't going to come to life because of climate change. They're going to come to life because they keep digging them up and bringing them in labs and waking them up. Are you kidding me? They, I mean, in the same sentence as they tell you they're going to wake this thing up, they're telling you, well, oh, it's feared they'll get another chance at spreading as permafrost retreat. What, permafrost doesn't need a retreat. What did the U.S. Army labs just end up doing? Hmm? Transporting anthrax across America? Oops. How did that happen? Yeah, what could happen here? This is crazy. The team from the, uh-oh, here comes even better. This is even better. From the French National Center for Scientific Research. Well, if it is dangerous, they'll be selling this and somebody will be weaponizing it because the French always find a way to sell and weaponize things. Announced its plans to in a study published Tuesday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Scientists. You know, these people need to be stopped. These scientists... Somebody really needs to put the brakes on these people. And I'm not saying stop science. I'm saying there needs to be some serious oversight on these people. 
you know, I mean, they got this Hedron Collider going, and they, oh, well, maybe we'll open a black hole and destroy the universe. Oh, let's dig up a virus that's 30,000 years old, and maybe they'll kill everybody. Yeah, I mean, and they just go ahead and do things because they can. Somebody needs to stand on top of these guys right on their neck and say, now, you better be sure nothing happens. You know, we're going to check and double check before you do anything. This is crazy. Now, this virus is classified as a giant virus because it's visible by light micro microposy whatever malavirus sibiricum carries a complex genetic structure that houses more than 500 genes according to the study's abstract the influenza virus for example has only 8 genes starting to get the idea of how really dangerous this virus could be and how many genes does it have 500 yeah compared to the influenza that it has, has eight, eight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you know yeah it, i do know these are these are mad this scientists is what they're admitting to imagine what they're not admitting to frank well they've probably already done it of course is what it is and and but they've yeah. done much worse too well, okay. What's, and then what's we worse? also know that they they're recreating the deadly Spanish flu that killed here it says between 50 and 100 million people. I always read that it was over 100 million, hundreds of million from 1918 to 1920 and in 1918 alone 20 to 40% of the world's population caught it. And and like you just said, the work they are doing is absolutely crazy and that's from the chief, the former chief scientific advisor to the British government. That's a quote from him. The whole thing is exceedingly dangerous. Yes, there is a danger, but it's not arising from the viruses out there and the animals. It's arising from the lives of grossly ambitious people, more like psychopaths and their minions. Yeah, grossly ambitious could be uh, categorized as psychopath because uh, those you know, with no conscience. Well, grossly ambitious. Now, they say ambition's blind, right? Blind yes. ambition? Yes. Well, that would mean you don't have any conscience because you're blinded to the yeah. dangers because of your yes. ambition. It's like, a, it's like a corporation. Their number one goal is just to make money, and they don't care how many lives are taken in the process, you know? Like they do a cost-benefit analysis, BP did, for instance, to see, hey, should we fix all these things that are wrong that can cause explosions and kill, you know, however many people? Or would it be okay to just let it go? Let the well, would, it, would it be more cost-effective yes, cost to just effective, let it go? Exactly, because, you know, we're going to get sued, but, hey, it'll cost us more money to fix the stuff than it will for the people that sue us when their family members die. So they let it go, and they yeah, got, you know, And they paid off everybody in Texas City. Yeah. When when the place blew up, and they knew it was going to blow up eventually, they always do. And, and and by the way, for Spanish flu, the people that lived through that were using baking soda in water well, several times a day. A lot of that. To well, that's the save thing. You know these these <laughs> look the the viruses, the bubonic plague. I mean, I read something that the United States military is now dropping bubonic plague infected fleas mm-hmm. on North Korea. As we speak. Yeah. Now, a country like North Korea, see, that's a real problem for them. Yeah. You know, because they don't have the means to fight that off. But here in, you know, you do, folks. 
the bubonic mm-hmm. plague, the Spanish flu, vitamin C. These things that killed a lot of people in the past, they didn't kill everybody, and they didn't kill people who who knew what to do because people knew what to do even back then. And vitamin C, baking soda. Yes, I do things. apple cider vinegar. You know, I do all of it uh, for sure. That the activated charcoal is another one. Well, yeah, and and you know, so you can. There's no need to be afraid of of the things we already know about. You know, influenza, the Spanish, you know, which is Spanish flu, the Black Plague, which, mm-hmm. you know, but when you're talking about okay, the Spanish flu, eight genes. You're talking about this virus they just dug up and are going to wake it up. 500 genes. Right. You know, that is a lot more complex. Okay, I don't even know if that's from this earth. For all I know, a meteor could have landed in Siberia and been buried in the ice with all kinds of, uh, you know, foreign bacteria or viruses all over it. Who knows? You know, you just don't know. I don't know what's in space. They claim here the Spanish flu, you know, when it happened back in the early 1900s, uh, it killed 675,000 Americans, too. Oh, yeah. And at least 100 million worldwide. You know, that's the whole thing, people. This is one of these things that gets left out of history. Mm-hmm. But World War One ended not because one side beat the other side. Mm-hmm. It was Which because killed thirty-seven million people. By the way, it was because there were nobody left to fight. Yeah, it killed thirty-seven million people. World War One did. So. Well, World War One did, and then the Spanish flu killed mm-hmm. how many more? 675,000 Americans and 100 million worldwide at least. You know, so they were running out of people to fight this war. And then America yeah. got in it and it wasn't because, oh, well, we beat the uh, Germans. It was because the Germans had nobody left to fight. Right. And the English had nobody else to fight neither did the French. If America wouldn't have gone in there, it would have been a stalemate. You know, and, and well... It wasn't. And we saw what happened. It created World War II. Because, you know, if that would have been let to go, those sides would have ended up stop stopping the war. And it would have been a stalemate. And they would have said, boy, we sure killed a lot of people. This really kind of sucks. Let's not do this again, right? Right. There would have been no Versailles Treaty. There would have been no reason for World War II. See? Sorry, that's not what the elitists had in mind. And, you know, when you say blind ambition, you know, it's exactly that. Like it says here, the scientists doing this work are so immersed in their own self-aggrandizement, they have become completely blind to the irresponsibility of their acts. Their arguments in favor of such work increase ability for surveillance. Like, they'll, they'll claim, yeah, we have, you know... We're we're making sure nothing bad happens and all that. Remain as weak as ever. So, well, and the thing is, what it is is what they just described is pride. Exactly. You know, they're pride. Just, the Bible talks about that. Pride leadeth to destruction in the Bible. So it says. Well, yeah, and these guys are just prideful. They think they can, because they can do anything. They should do it because they can because. What could go wrong? We're so smart. We can figure mm-hmm. it out. Nothing could go wrong. Mm-hmm. We can keep a control of this. Mm-hmm. Well, just we'll, like then talking about downloading people or uploading people's uh, consciousnesses, whatever, to computers and, you know, putting people's minds in computers. That's what they plan to do. 
Well, we got to take a break, and we'll be back in just a bit. So everybody stay back, stay where you're at, and we'll be back in just a few.
Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's September 9th, 2015. It's Wednesday. It's about 845 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. You can also go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. And uh, look for the chat link. Click it. You can go in the chat room, participate, just chat with the other folks, uh, ask questions, make comments, whatever you want. You can also uh, get in touch with me directly through Yahoo Instant Messenger. My screen name is AVRN Talk. All right, it's Wednesday night. We've got Melissa Roxanne on as co-host. Welcome back, Melissa. Thank you. Want to tell us who the first band was? Chicken Foot. That was my guess. Chicken yeah, you foot. got it right. That's why I had you mention it, because that's who it With is. Sammy Hagar singing. Yep. Yep. A lot of people haven't heard of that band. But anyway. Yeah, so. if they've listened to your show, they probably have. If they've listened to when you played them a lot. So who's the second? The second? I don't know. Ah, I see. Who's my, uh, who's my theme by? Oh, Dog Holiday. Yep, that's who it is. But that doesn't count as a okay, but, uh, Yeah, I got it right. No, you didn't. Uh, anyway, it, <laughs> it is Doc Holiday, and that's that one. So there you go. There it is. There you have it. All right. I guess it's your turn again. Hmm, let's see. Because I've got kind of a couple of, well, i got a, a couple of things here, but uh, one is kind of well, long. So you go first. Okay, so Hitachi hires artificially intelligent bosses for their warehouses. Say hello to your new artificial intelligence overlord or boss. At Hitachi, the Japanese electronics manufacturer, workers have started to take orders from artificial intelligence programs meant to increase productivity in the workplace. Hitachi has deployed the artificial intelligence in an unspecified number of warehouses where it issues work orders and instructions to employees. The computer analyzes employees' previous approaches to problems, and if an employee uses a new way to accomplish a job more efficiently, that technique is analyzed and used later on. This idea of Kaizen, or constant improvement, is an often repeated theme in Hitachi's announcement of the AI system. Rather than relying on pre-programmed instructions like other warehouse software, Hitachi claims that this artificial intelligence can go off script adapting to on-site changes, weather patterns, and shifts in demand. The company says productivity has already increased in the warehouse environment by 8% compared to one of their non-AI-run warehouses, and they hope to expand human and AI cooperation. Last month, they also announced a warehouse robot that picks up items twice as fast as other robots. It has two arms that operate independently and is expected to be commercially available within five years. Hitachi may be the first to create robot bosses, but AI has been seen in warehouses before. Suppliers like Amazon and Diapers.com use autonomous warehouse robots outfitted with AI algorithms to deliver items to the humans packing boxes. Facebook has also recently debuted a collaboration between humans and AI, Facebook M, but in that case, the paradigm is reversed. Because the outputs can be so drastically varied, human trainers are tasked with guiding the artificial intelligence when tasks become too complex. 
Hitachi hasn't explicitly said whether there are humans reviewing the AI's work orders, but mentions that no human intervention is needed to interpret data. In the future, Hitachi looks to apply the software to other markets like healthcare, finance, and transport. So just more, you know, more workers being put out of jobs and more, you know, computers, uh, robots, artificial intelligence taking over. It's going to be like uh, iRobot, no doubt. We're going to be fighting robots, I believe, you know. Well, if we make it that far, we will. But, yeah, I mean, exactly. because this is where they're headed. Uh, I mean, they honestly really are. I mean, it sounds futuristic and, uh, you know, somewhat crazy, but... They are act. They're they're really truly moving in that direction. I mean, and and you're looking at business applications. If you you know, I've read quite a bit of stuff about military applications of robotics, and they're serious about it. They are serious about, and I'm mean serious about in the next couple of years of deploying robots to the battlefield. You know, for real, and uh, you know, this is. Uh, it's not science fiction. It's not the. It's not the future. It's. It's right now. It's, this it's is what exactly, they're doing. Yeah. Science you know? fact. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like a great idea. Oh boy, we can fill our military with robots, and that way nobody has to go die. And yay, isn't that nice? But uh, <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be better if we just stopped killing everybody? Exactly. Gee, then we wouldn't need any soldiers either. Let's just stop killing everybody. Let's let people live the way they want to live, wherever they want to live. You want to live in a sand grass hut somewhere? Well, why do I have to come around and say, oh, no, hell no. You're going to have to mine that ore, and we're going to have to make you slaves, and you're going to have to work for us, and uh, you know, and, or we'll kill all you. And, and that's what we're really doing. That's our whole game in Africa. That's been our whole bag in, mm-hmm. in South America. It's because the psychopaths are running the world. You know, but they're they're on their way. They're doing it. So that's, uh, you know, and folks, I don't know. You, I, I can't imagine a way to stop them. But, you know, you can at least be aware of it and maybe take precautions because there's nothing that can't be defeated. OK, like these drones, really, you know, yeah, drones are scary and drones are dangerous and all that. And that's true. But you know what? If you jam the signal of a drone, it's over for the drone. Okay, it's that simple. So figure out how to jam the signal. You know, I bet one of you electronic geniuses out there could mm-hmm. fix up a CB radio because anything that transmits, okay, you just fix that thing up to transmit and block that signal and watch what happens to drones. You know? Yeah, you know that uh, that news, that new album CD that came out all about this very thing? drones attacking people and they show a woman you know using a joystick to control the drone and it's going after they make it seem like it's going after like her ex-boyfriend or husband or something you know and um i've got right here an article about this very thing uh the uk prime minister david cameron's announcement in parliament monday that he had authorized the extrajudicial killings of british citizens in syria and it was a drone attack that was sanctioned that killed people, uh, well, apparently three people. He should be immediately executed. And it I'm says the Hellfire that. missile fired from the Reaper drone that killed, you know, uh, Khan and Amin was operated by a pilot 3,000 miles away at the Royal Air Force's base in Lincolnshire, England. 
And, of course, Cameron asserted the killings were entirely lawful and necessary and proportionate. Yeah, sure they were. If they were On lawful, grounds of national security. Sure. Yeah, he's full of crap, and he should be executed where he stands immediately, along with all his criminal buddies here in the United States. But the thing is, we have other things going on in the world that their little plans may not make it because their little system is falling apart. The U.S. Federal Reserve risks triggering panic and turmoil in emerging markets if it opts to raise rates at its September meeting and should hold fire until the global economy is on sure footing, which is never going to happen, folks. The World Bank's chief economist has warned. Okay, so this isn't some Internet uh, financial guru spitting out predictions, okay? (laughs) This is the World Bank's chief economist, all right? This is the guy that, and the World Bank, by the way, is the United Nations Bank. It's not the IMF, okay? The IMF is tied to the Federal Reserve System. This is a whole separate thing. This is the United Nations Bank. That's what the World Bank is. Now, uh, rising uncertainty over growth in China and its impact on the global economy meant a Fed decision to raise uh, its policy rate next week for the first time since 2006, would have negative consequences. The uh, head of the World Bank, the head economist, told the Financial Times, which is another, you know, rag owned by uh, Murdoch, but, you know, it's still, this. they deal with finances. His warning highlights the mounting concern outside the U.S. over the Fed's potential liftoff. It follows similar advice from the International Monetary Fund. Oh, wait, that's the other big bank in the world, the IMF. If you remember, Lagarde told Yellen, uh, you really shouldn't do this. So now you have the head of the World Bank, the head of the IMF, telling the Fed, uh, this is a bad plan. And then you've got other people writing pieces out there going, oh, you know, uh, oh, the, the guy from the Federal Reserve of, uh, oh, I forget where, he's one of the heads of the Federal Reserve, not the main Federal Reserve, but one of the Federal Reserve banks. Uh, I forget which one. Uh, but he wrote a thing saying, well, maybe raising the rates is the best thing. Maybe it's going to be really good. Maybe it'll be good. But he's suggesting not raising the rate a quarter percent. He's, he's suggesting, you know, hey, bang it up, man. Do it about 2%. You know, let's see what happens, basically. And uh, everybody else is saying, oh, man, this is no good. Now, it depends where your focus is at. If you're just looking at the United States, well, okay, banging up the rate to 2% might help some things. It might shake things loose enough to where it could get the economy moving. However, there's a whole big wide world that the U.S. economy is tied to that's going to fall apart if that happens. So, you see, it's it's not just the U.S. You can't just look at the U.S. economy because, yeah, you might do something good for the U.S. economy, but it's not going to be that good, and it's not going to be good enough to shield the U.S. economy from the collapse of the world economy, which that will cause. And that's what this guy from the World Bank is saying. Well, you know, okay, we'll see what happens because they're going to do something. They're either going to say, well, you know, we're going to leave it the same, or they're going to raise it. And they've been threatening to raise it. So get ready, folks. There's going to be a big shakeup. And I don't know which way it's going to shake up or down. But you got to be prepared. You know, you, you just need to be prepared. you got to have, look, I suggest you have Federal Reserve notes. You know, don't go crazy. 
If you can have $1,000 or two of Federal Reserve notes, you're doing good. If you can have the rest of your savings in gold and silver on hand, you're doing better. You better have guns and ammo and food and water and medicine and, and medical supplies. Uh, you, you need to start preparing, folks, because, you know, this, this shakeup could be uh, really bad. And you might think, well, where I live is, you know, look at where I live. I mean, I look and say, hey, you know, an economic shakeup is going to be an inconvenience for me. But it's not going to be devastating. I mean, sure, unless it destroys the world and goes on for 10 years. Yeah, but thing is, I don't live in a city. You see, if you live in a city, this is going to be a lot worse. A lot worse. If you're living out of your ATM and you got nothing else and you're shopping every day on your way home from work, you better change your ways real quick because that isn't going to work. So I'm not going to have time for this, but I've got a really good article that I'm going to do tomorrow, and it says, uh, Sedition, a normal practice for the authorities. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but here's, I can do this, uh, uh, the definition. What is sedition? According to the dictionary, it is conduct or language inciting rebellion against the authority of a state. Insurrection, rebellion. Yeah. But who is actually the ones doing that? This article goes in and makes some good points, so we'll get to that tomorrow. Got anything to finish us up with tonight? Well, apparently there's a new analysis revealing over 100 million gallons of toxic wastewater was spilled since 2009. Actually, it's more than 180 million gallons of fracking byproducts spilled from 2009 to 2014. Is this an article pointing out that it's creating a radioactive problem? Um, because I was reading an article earlier today about fracking uh, creating a radioactive problem. I've heard you talk about that before. Yeah, but I, I read an article um, today about it. Yeah, this one I don't think is mentioning that. Okay. But um, it's it's saying that, you know... It's another harmful side effect of the oil and gas drilling boom, and it's poisoning drinking water, tainting agricultural land, and sparking the mass die-off of plant and animal life. And it's, Well, you know, it's just one more thing, and, and that's the thing. You're reading one article there. I got another article about radiation. Fracking is a bad deal. Right. Uh, and it's a bad deal for everybody, and it's not necessary, especially with the oil glut we have in the world. But anyway, we are out of time. Thanks for being on, Melissa. Thank everybody you. else, stay where you're at. we got good stuff coming up. Oh, huh? yeah, really good stuff, right? Oh, good. You should tell them what really good stuff we have coming up. <laughs> like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I kind of forgot about Well, it. you can play some commercials and quickly throw it in there. Yeah, okay. I'm going to play some... What are they from? I think they're 2008, probably. Frank Reports. I'm going to play a couple of Frank Reports from 2008. Thanks for being on, Melissa. Everybody stay right where you're at, I guess, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes. Now in the street, they all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Thank you. 
Job stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. The National Americanism Commission of the American Legion has a lot to say in its recent study about illegal immigration. It says in part that the number of illegal aliens in the United States is a national security issue in the truest sense. That the number of illegal aliens may range from 11 to 20 million. Illegal immigration, it says, is not a victimless crime costing American taxpayers 11 to 22 billion dollars annually and has become one of the nation's largest unfunded federal mandates. So where does your state senator and representative stand on illegal immigration? Call them and demand an answer. If in doubt, contact the Kansas Minutemen at MCDC of Kansas at sbcglobal.net and we'll tell you because you have a right to know. Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified Vitamin E Complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. 
It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. SwissAmerica.com reports Wednesday gold prices rose on higher oil prices on a weaker dollar. Spot gold closed in New York up $2.10 to $826.20. Silver fell 11 cents to 13.46. Private investors are gradually shown interest in gold, and the price of oil has also reached its bottom. Within a week, it's possible that gold may reach 835 or $840 an ounce, said Yukuji Sonata, analyst at Daiichi Commodities. More at SwissAmerica.com. Listen carefully. I'm about to give you the smartest financial tip of 2008. Here it is. Buy precious metals in August. Again, buy precious metals in August. Why August? Because every year since 2001, gold and silver prices have hit rock bottom, then surged to new heights in the fall. Call today for a free copy of Gold the Next Stage at 888-732-7411. 27th, the year 2008 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. It is still Wednesday. Over on the East Coast, it just turned into tomorrow. It is 9.05 out here, 12.00 tomorrow in the East Coast. And we are, the Frank Report is the last live show of the day out here on the West Coast and the first show of the day over on the East Coast. Neat, huh? Anyway, it is Wednesday out here, so 
seeing as how it's still Wednesday out here and not Thursday yet, we are having Melissa on the air again tonight because Wednesday is the night. If everything's working. I'm here. Aha. (laughs) Well, I thought I'd just sit back tonight and let (laughs) Melissa run the show because she's got a full plate of stuff she wants to talk about. Not. I'm just kidding. You're so funny. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. But uh, one thing I did want to read here, because I had read about it a little bit, and uh, for those of you that, you know, don't know, Barack Obama's been... uh, uh, chosen the uh, Democratic nominee, Ooh, big surprise, huh, for all the talk from some people that, oh, there's going to be some sort of thing between the Rockefellers and that, you know, all that always seems to pan out to be just, <clears throat> and of course, I, I know I can just figure the excuse as well, there was a deal made, and the did the did the did the did and yeah, right, you know, there's so much disinformation out there, and so so much of it sounds good that you really got to be careful. But the bottom line is the Democrats picked Obama, and and they didn't do it properly. Okay, they didn't do it properly. This has been this has been rigged all the way through, and I don't mean rigged at the election with the uh, machines. Barack Obama stepped triumphantly into history Wednesday night, the first Black American to win. A major party presidential nomination. I'm glad they didn't say African American because he's not African American. He's more Arab American than he is African American. Actually, he's he's actually more white American than he is African American. But his skin tone is closer to black, what we consider black. So, black American is a little more accurate than African American. Uh, As thousands of Democrats transformed their convention hall into a joyful shouting celebration, former rival Hillary Rodham Clinton asked delegates to the party convention to make their verdict unanimous. Now, wait a minute. I see a discrepancy here. We start off by saying Barack Obama. But then we have former rival Hillary Rodham Clinton. Well, shouldn't we be calling Barack Hussein Obama? I wonder why that's left out of this AP article. That doesn't seem fair to me. How about you, Melissa? No. I haven't read it yet, but... Well, but it starts off Barack Obama stepped triumphantly, and then the second paragraph says former rival Hillary Rodham Clinton. So tell me, why is it proper mm-hmm. and expected to honor Hillary Clinton's middle name of Rodham? Yeah, exactly. But not Obama. Somehow if we mention Obama's middle name, we're somehow, you know... Not politically correct. Yeah, we're slamming him. We're, we're being bad. We're being racist. Yeah. Why uh, is that? Well, it's because they're a bunch of hypocrites. But <laughs> anyway... Uh, She asked delegates to the party convention to make their verdict unanimous in the spirit of unity with the goal of victory. And they did with a roar. Competing chants of Obama and Yes We Can surged up from the convention floor as the outcome of a carefully scripted roll call of the states was announced. Oh, man. These people are so brainwashed. 
Yeah, they're 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 idiots. That they're, whole yes we can, you know, I mean it's and hope. That's what they always talk about. And I change. Was, I, I missed all this craziness, but it's playing again and again and again on T V, you know, the whole convention and um actually Bill Clinton's on right now on C SPAN speaking, you know. Oh man, what a thrill. <laughs> but every time, every night after the whole convention ends, which over here um, I guess would be eight o'clock or so. I guess because on the east coast or whatever it's eleven. Um, you know, it starts over again but in between they take phone calls from people. So <laughs> yeah, I was hearing people calling in tonight just I've never voted for whoever but I'm gonna vote for Barack and uh I believe in all the hope and the change and all this stuff and and last night, yeah, as you mentioned on your show I heard a woman call in uh, saying that she was so impressed seeing, uh, was it last night or the night before, seeing Michelle Obama, you know, come out and talk, and, you know, she hadn't made up her mind until she saw Michelle Obama speak, and she came out and she said she did such a great job, and she's just so down to earth, and her kids were so cute, and all the people were talking about her cute little girls, and, you know, they're just so blind. They don't know anything it's it's amazing, and they act as though that this is some sort of uh, I don't know, like it, it, like they're, they 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 you know what it is? It's as bad as people, sports fanatics, who sit there and paint their faces and wear the uniforms, right. and, you know, and go to the thing and sit out there in freezing weather, half naked, you know, cheering their team on. Uh, getting in fights with other people who are cheering for the other team because, <laughs> ah, you suck. Yeah. You know, these people are crazy. These people are just like those rabid football fans. I mean, the ones that are at the convention, you know, the ones that, you know, got behind their candidate in every way possible except for they really don't know anything. <laughs> you well, know, yeah. it's like they're clueless, but they just get on this, it's you against me and us against them. And well, they actually think this matters, yeah. that this is going to do something to them. And they think uh, their know. votes count, too. I mean. Well, yeah, and that they're, you know, that, well, yeah, and they think that, well, we're, I'm a big shot. You know, I'm at the convention, and, uh, you know, I'm a big shot, and I, what I say matters. But yeah. especially, you know, one thing we can see in this whole thing is that even if you're a delegate, you don't matter. Yeah. It's all arranged at the top. This is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to be. We're not even going to have a real vote. Uh we're just going to do this all for show. It's all just a big party to uh, you know, try to get a push in the polls because Americans are are the most gullible mm-hmm. people I've ever ever read about even in my life because if you seem like you're the winner, people will get behind you just because yeah. they want to back a winner. Right. They don't know. They don't even know what you stand they for. Think they think McCain is just, you know, out of the loop. He doesn't know what's going on. And this guy's just, you know, he's like JFK. I mean, I've heard people at the convention, including Caroline Kennedy, say, you know, she, I forget exactly yeah, what her words I read were, that. but yeah, I, I read that. You know she what? She compared him to JFK. Well, and another one did too. Well, when I read Carolyn uh, Kennedy do that, I just felt like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep that sound effect real handy <laughs> if we're going to if we're going to talk about this. I'll tell you, because yeah. man, oh man, oh man. It's, well, 
you know, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. But, I mean, it's all about the left against the right, you know, the liberals against the fascists or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I mean, they buy into all that. Well, and the sad thing is, like, nobody's ever read a book. Nobody's ever heard about the dialectic. Nobody's yeah. ever, you know, Hegelian dialectic. Come on, take a class. Didn't anybody, you know, finish high school at least? This is taught in psychology and sociology. This is not, you know, this is not something that you have to get a doctorate for. On TV. They believe everything on TV. And they think the Internet's just the crazy people out there, mm-hmm. you know. You know, I've got an instant message here. That makes a very good point, because you know how Obama, that would be Barack Hussein Obama, is always, you know, tying himself to guys like Martin Luther King and John mm-hmm. F. Kennedy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he likes uh, uh, Louis Farrakhan, you know, those guys. Well, uh, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. you know. the the, the He the, loves him, too. Well, the person that, uh, well, he lo- yeah, he may love Malcolm X, but... This this IM makes a good point that Malcolm X would have called Barack Hussein Obama just another house Negro, and that's a fact. Because Malcolm X believed what he Malcolm X. You know, I don't agree with Malcolm X, but one thing about I I do believe about Malcolm Malcolm X that he believed in what he was doing. You know, I don't think Barack Obama believes in anything. Except getting ahead. Right. That's really all I think he believes in is getting ahead. Now, now Michelle Obama... Mm-hmm. She's got the I, motivation. Yeah, I think she's different than he is. Well, yeah. I really do. I think she is much different than he is. He's just a climber who will do whatever he's got to do to get wherever he wants to get. Her, I believe she has other motivations. I really do. I, I believe... Her getting where she wants to get is just so she can do the things she feels she should do. See, I think he just wants to get where he wants to get. She wants to get there to do things. Uh, I don't believe he's that committed to anything. I really don't. He's a phony to me. Yeah, he just um, is like a chameleon. Yeah. A very cunning chameleon. And he's not even that good at it. I mean, Bill Clinton was so much more... Of charismatic, a, more charismatic, more slick, more, more. You know, nothing good. I mean, this, these are not compliments, okay? Well, when I watched Hillary's speech, I believe it was last night. I was watching her, mm-hmm. and I can't stand her, nor can I stand Michelle Obama. But as I told you, I thought Hillary was so much more, you know, charismatic in her speech, and so much more like forceful. Michelle Obama was just like a you know, she just was, well, I don't know, she just went out there and read it, and it was so such a vanilla speech to me. And she, I told you how she sat there talking about how Barack was so great in the earlier days doing his little community organizing and how he helped the people at, you know, uh, this uh, housing project, you know, and he started a job program to help him get jobs and this and that. Well, I had read, you know, his bio from back then, where and he admitted You know, I don't know exactly when this was, but he admitted that back then he didn't really accomplish much in those days. But yet she gets out there and talks about how he did all these wonderful things, you know. They just lie like dogs. Well, and and, and Michelle Obama has been, been handled 
to the point where it's like, listen. Yeah, she's Miss Vanilla now. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, I'm not going to say anything radical anymore. Right, you're going to be you the know, mommy. I'm shutting my mouth. You're going to be, you're gonna to be the mommy. And yeah. you're going to hand the mic to the children. Milk and cookies, that's, mommy. That's what you you're going to do. Going on the view and, um, yeah, just shut up and say what we tell you to. That's right. And don't say much either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I guarantee you uh, she's been told real clear that this is how it's going to be. And I'm uh, sure he has, too, the whole along, you know, all the way around. He's been just saying what the script calls for, too, you know. I mean, I've heard him speak without the script on his own. I've read him. I think it was in Time Magazine. And he can't, you know, he cannot speak anything like what you hear out there when he speaks and the speeches and everything he makes. So, I mean, obviously they all have speechwriters, but I'm just saying he's stuck well, to the script all this time. Well, you know, I mean, he's better than, uh, you know, the monkey in the White House now, but, you know, then again. He's better to me at holding it in where she just lets it out. You know what I mean? She just, whatever it is, she says the radical stuff, whereas he doesn't. She used to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not anymore. Exactly. I think that is going to stop, you know. And and uh, now Bill Clinton, uh, in the news it was said, you know, Bill Clinton was holding out. He was like, I'm not going to the speech. I'm not going to Obama's mm-hmm. speech, you know. Uh, well, Bill, uh, President Bill Clinton said Democratic presidential nominee Barack Hussein Obama is ready to lead and vowed to do everything he could to make sure Obama wins the White House in November. Clinton used his speech, one of the most closely watched at the Democratic National Convention, to quell talk that he wasn't fully behind Obama. He also sought to tamp any lingering resentment among the 18 million people who voted for his wife. Yeah, 18 million people. That would be more than what voted for Barack Obama. And I just want to point out to people that, look, when Hillary Clinton, when Michigan and Florida came up to vote, it was still a close race. Nothing had been decided. And uh, then it's like, well, Hillary won both those states, but they don't count. So she doesn't win the primaries. You know, she gets behind in the primaries, even though... She wins these states, but their you know their votes don't count, so you know they don't they don't matter in the in the big picture until you know now Obama gets a lead and he gets there, and then oh well you know it's just so we need to unite 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 unite. How long have we been hearing that? Yeah, and now they go okay now Florida and Michigan you can vote. Yeah, you know it's so set up. They took those states away from Hillary Clinton. So she couldn't win. Now, I, I keep bringing this up because it's so, to me, it's so clear that, all right, the question is why, 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 why does the Democratic Party chieftains not want Hillary Clinton to be running for president? Because I believe, and I have believed, that Hillary Clinton could beat John McCain in a general election. I think she would be more popular than John McCain. And if she made a wise vice presidential pick, I think it would be by a wide margin. Because John McCain is not a very liked individual. And he's not a very likable guy either. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And if you read about him, how he dealt in, in, uh, all the way back to the Naval Academy, 
He was a jerk there. He's a jerk in the Senate. Mm -hmm. He's a jerk on the campaign trail. He's just a jerk. He's not a real nice guy. He's not very likable. No, he's explosive. He has an explosive personality. He's a little weenie. And the thing is, it's like nobody likes him because he's a jerk. And so if Hillary Clinton would have made a wise decision in a vice president, I think she would have won by a wide margin. So why? Why would the Democratic chieftains decide, no, we don't want that? We want a guy who isn't going to beat McCain. We want to put a guy up who makes McCain look like the safe choice. Are you kidding me? McCain, safe choice? Yeah. He's a lunatic waiting to go (laughs) off. This guy is crazy and probably brainwashed Manchurian candidates. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they did the whole big, huge thing with Reverend Wright and all the others. You know, surrounding Obama. Well, and, you know, and... and But then again, look how many people are still gung-ho for him. Yeah, and you know what, though? I really, truly believe a lot of this gung-ho, we love Obama, it's just so cool, is a lot of hype. Because the fact remains, more Democrats voted for Hillary Clinton than voted for Barack Obama. And that's just a fact. Yeah, the popular vote. Yeah, now he won the delegates, and he, you know, he really, and they even said, I heard him say it on the news, that his team outmaneuvered everyone. And they did. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, look at how they did the delegate count. They they obviously, they, they cherry-picked delegates in state. You know, by where they his campaign is definitely so much better. You know, his campaign people to me, you know, than McCain's any day. And, and then, and then Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. and that right there is the surprise. That Hillary Clinton, the Clinton machine, yeah, got caught flat-footed, and that's really what happened. They got outmaneuvered, they got outworked, and and they just the 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 Obama campaign had a better strategic game plan. Well. It's probably the CFR and Brzezinski and all those that, you know, they're wanting Obama. But then, I don't know what's going you know on what? with McCain. We've got a caller. I heard that. Go ahead, caller. Frank, uh, Melissa, it's Dan in L.A. Dan in L.A., how you doing? Hi. So going tonight. Talking about real... Dan, I can't hear you on the phone. Uh, I know you're on a voiceover IP, and I I told you last night that that it's just not working, and we can't hear you. You're breaking up. You got to adjust that thing a little different. I'm sorry, Dan. I got to cut you off. That's Dan from uh, Los Angeles, and he's usually got some really good things to say. But I, if we only hear every well, two words out of five, maybe if he shuts some windows on his computer or something. It might help. I don't know. Well, that's possible. That's possible. He can call back and try. Dan, uh, if you're listening, uh, don't do anything else on the Internet. Don't be trying to listen to the stream. And uh, what was that noise? I have no idea. Oh, I know what it is. It's your cord. Anyway, I'm not moving. Anyway, uh, so if you're listening, Dan, that's what you need to do is give that a try. Wow. Do you hear that? Yeah, I do. It's. You know what it is. Yeah, it's the chewed up. The kitties. <laughs> yeah, the chewed up cat uh, uh, cable to the uh, microphone. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, it is not. 
So, anyway. Anyway, what were you saying again? Well, I just don't, uh, the thing is, it's, while Obama's team really outmaneuvered everybody, mm-hmm. and he got more delegates, and he won the nomination, the fact remains, more Democrats actually voted mm-hmm. for Hillary Clinton. And the fact also remains that more Republicans and independents and undecideds would vote for Hillary Clinton, I mean, uh, you know, rather than John McCain. But those same people will vote for John McCain rather than Barack Obama. I mean, the Democratic Party, in my view, has obviously picked the weaker candidate. Oh, yeah. And, and I but, think, I mean, who is it going to be? Is it going to be McCain so that they can get Romney in there? Or is it going to be Barack? And I don't know what will happen. I mean, either way, they got pro-war, you know, totally liberal North American Union. They love that. And getting all the illegals, you know, letting them continue to come, giving them amnesty. I mean... Uh, you know, and and they're for the fascists, you know, to keep doing what they're doing and uh, taking the jobs away from all the Americans, outsourcing and NAFTA and all the, you know, the, uh, letting the Mexican truckers stay on the road. And, I mean, either way, they've got their guy, no matter what happens. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm honestly thinking, you know, I'm not kidding when I, you know, it's not just a, a nasty little slam, like calling somebody a, a jerk, you know, a name or something. When I say that I really do believe John McCain has a very good chance of being a Manchurian candidate. And that doesn't mean he's going to go shoot somebody. It means that he's going to make decisions that are not his own. But he thinks they're his own. That's what I mean by that. And I really do believe there's a real good chance yeah. that, that that's him. But then again... And that would explain why they want him rather than somebody else. But then again, Barack Hussein Obama has been brainwashed as well. well Maybe not to the point of John McCain as far as him not knowing he was brainwashed. But, I mean, look at all the people that have influenced Barack Obama, you know, from his wife to Sarah Khan to Frank Marshall Davis to the pastor Wright and all the others. The difference in what the difference in what you're saying is he knows these things. The difference between a kid being raised in a drug addict, drug dealing house of prostitution, so he turns into a drug selling pimp. Okay, you know, that's just, these are learned things, and that's how he grew up, and that's what he wants. The difference between that and sophisticated mind-washing manipulation techniques to where you snap your finger, and this guy turns into a different person. Well, that's true. You know, and, and yeah, I think uh, Hussein Obama has definitely, is there, is there something moving your, your cord? There is, there is, because now, now it's nothing but static. Okay. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. What happened? Well, hello, hello. I'm here. Yeah. 
Is, here. is somebody moving? Hold on, give me a second. All right. <sighs> anyway, oh, look at the clock. While I'm uh, worrying about noises and stuff, the time is uh, flying away, and it is actually time to take a break. And we'll be back in about three minutes. It's a good time to have technical difficulties anyway. (laughs) We'll be back in about three minutes, folks. Stay where you're at. hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse. What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at one 800 buy for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at one 800 buy That's one 800 289 26 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call 1-800-289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the 
Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. The National Americanism Commission of the American Legion has a lot to say in its recent study about illegal immigration. It says in part that lax enforcement of immigration laws has invited the criminal element into our society. That alien gangs operate in most, if not all, U.S. cities. Human and drug smuggling operations are numerous along our southern border and throughout the country. Our prisons are crowded because of illegals convicted of committing crimes against the people of the United States. They are being incarcerated at a U.S. taxpayer cost of approximately $13 billion annually, says the report. So where does your state senator and representative stand on illegal immigration? Call them and demand an answer. If in doubt, contact the Kansas Minutemen at mcdcofkansas at sbcglobal.net and we'll tell you because you have a right to know. Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified Vitamin E Complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. Everybody knows. Alrighty, we're back. 
This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network, heard worldwide, six streams, KU Band, Satellite, Phone Bridge, FMs all around, and uh, let's see, we are on Wi-Fi Radio, we are on Nokia Radio, uh, that means if you got one of the new Nokia phones, uh, we're on there, you can listen, and if you've got a Wi-Fi Radio, we're on there, you can listen. If you don't have any of that, you got just a phone, well, then you can use the phone bridge. So, let's see, where did we leave off? Oh, yeah, we left off with a whole bunch of static. Let's see if we've got that fixed. Hello. Yes, you do have hey. it fixed. Okay, now, don't Hey, t- I have a video don't for Don't touch nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you do? Yeah. Hold on one second. Uh, you're going to play it there? No. Oh, okay. I just gave you it. Ah, okay. What am I supposed to do? Play it whenever you feel like it. Well, okay, whenever I can. Why don't you... The uh, Republicans and military men on John McCain. Why don't you... Yeah, why don't you uh, kind of give a little description well, while, that, get, while I'm know, getting No, I, I don't really... I listened to it the other day, but I remembered it was pretty good, so... That's all I remember. Boy, you really... More. It's good to play, okay? That's all I can tell you. You really got that Get it down. together, Frank. You really got that memorized, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. that, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but I'm going to try to listen during the next break. It was about some guy There's saying There's some, like, some Joe Biden dissing Barack Obama. I'm sure everybody's heard about that. It was about some guys talking about some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, though. <laughs> now, I want to read here from a uh, instant message. Okay. Uh, uh, somebody was asking, what about her crying? I guess that, that refers to uh, Michelle Obama. Mm. Like, what about her crying? Are you kidding me? Yeah, man, I saw, saw, I saw Hussein Obama tonight. And, man, I felt a chill in my spine. I was nervous. I'm like, man, can this happen? Oh, man. Biden made it clear He's going to send troops to Afghanistan, fight Russia over Georgia, and not buy oil from dictators, meaning Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, I'll tell you what. And and was up with Kerry and Biden calling McCain a personal friend and great American in their speeches. Yeah, oh, and what's up with Kerry and Biden calling McCain a personal friend and a great American in their speeches? Oh, I've got all the Democrats praising McCain, if you'd like to hear that video. No, not really, you know, because... uh, (laughs) So it's not just those two. Well, I'll tell you what, if we we have to play that video... Well, he's the POW here, I remember. Yeah, great American, Mm -hmm. but but all the same... He was tortured, you know. Yeah. Kind of like Giuliani in 9-11, 9-11, Was 9/11. he tortured, too? P.O.W., torture, P.O.W. <laughs> I, I think he should be tortured. Uh, that way he could be a great American, too. That's yeah. that's what I think. I think Giuliani... I think they should all be... Uh, they should mm. all be waterboarded. Well, they think it's a good Enemy idea. Enemy combatants, well, hey, no rights, well, they don't, no habeas corpus. Hey, they don't think that waterboarding is torture, so I think they should get some of it. But I'll tell you, if we have to... If we have to hear Democrats praising McCain, well, then I'm just going to have to play this. (laughs) Hey, we could listen to the Yes, We Can Obama song by Will. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's a really good one. <laughs> I'm keeping that one real handy here because, uh, you know, I've got the little, you know, I've got the little, like, the Hillary Clinton speech one. You know, that's <laughs> just a little one there for that. But then I've got the other longer version for the Barack Obama uh, Democrats, you know, praising McCain sort of thing. And, uh, you know... Biden saying that he's sending troops to Afghanistan, and, and, and the more, more dangerous thing is fighting Russia over Georgia? That's insane. Mm-hmm. So if any Democrats out there insane think... Insane McCain. Yeah, but this is Biden. I know. <laughs> you know, I mean, if if any Democrats out there think that because you vote for Barack Obama that you're voting for the No More War Party... <laughs> Man, you better think again and listen to uh, the VP here. The VP here is as bad as Dick Cheney. Ah, we gotta kill him. We gotta kill them all. Yeah, hey, all pro-war warmongers. Uh, we need a new guy ran out right now. Chicken hawk warmongers. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, except for the POW. Yeah, the real American hero. Did Biden ever serve in the military? I think so. Well, when we play this video here, uh, we can. Uh, I'll look that up, and you can, too. So okay. i got this video ready to go here. The danger to our country is grave. The danger to our country is growing. The Iraqi regime possesses biological and chemical weapons. Weapons of mass destruction. The weapons of mass destruction. Nuclear weapons. The weapons of mass destruction. Well, are people going to find out the truth? And the truth will say that this intelligence is good intelligence, no doubt in my mind. There are a lot of people who lie and get away with it, and uh, that's just a fact. Destruction got to be somewhere. Nope, no weapons over there. President Bush has talked about our staying in Iraq for 50 years, maybe 100. There's no doubt John McCain is going to be a war president. Can anybody see John McCain as sort of a peacetime Calvin Coolidge president? It's preposterous. His whole career is wrapped up in the military, national security. He's in Putin's face. He's threatening the Iranians. We're going to be in Iraq 100 years. The Bush administration has built a new generation of nuclear weapons that we call usable nukes. a nuclear you know, posture now which permits the preemptive use of nuclear weapons in a non-nuclear environment if the commander-in-chief deems U.S. forces to be at significant risk. If we start bombing Iran, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to work. Bomb Iran? You know? <laughs> bomb, bomb, bomb. But anyway, uh, 
My concern is that we will use nuclear weapons to break the backbone of Iranian resistance, and it may not work. But what it will do is this. It will unleash the nuclear genie. And so for all those Americans out there tonight who say, you know what, taking on Iran's a good thing. My friends, I know how to handle the Iranians, and I'll handle them. And if we use nuclear weapons, the genie ain't going back in the bottle until an American city is taken out by an Islamic weapon in retaliation. So tell me, you want to go to war with Iran? Pick your city. Pick your city. Tell me which one you want gone. Seattle? L.A.? Boston? New York? Miami? Pick one, because at least one's going. And that's something we should all think about before we march down this path of insanity, 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 insanity. untested and untried. John McCain, this is what you're talking about. He's never been responsible for policy formulation. He's never had leadership in a crisis or in anything larger than his own element on an aircraft carrier or in managing his own congressional staff. It's not clear that this is going to be the strong suit that he thinks it is. McCain's weakness is that it's always been for the use of force. Force and more force. In my experience, the only time to use force is as a last resort. When he talks about throwing Russia out of the G8 and makes cities about bombing Iran, he betrays a disrespect for the office of the presidency. And I'm sorry to tell you that we're going to be in further wars. And we were in two wars today combating it, and there are other places in the world where we may have to. These young people that are in this crowd, my friends, I'm going to be asking you to serve. There's going to be more wars. There's going to be more wars. We're in a greater struggle is going to be with us for the next rest of this century. It's a tough war we're in. It's not going to be over right away. There's going to be other wars. I'm sorry to tell you, there's going to be other wars. Well, that's nice. He'll make Cheney look like Gandhi? Well, folks, do you think you can live through that? Unbelievable. I thought that was a pretty good video. Well, it's a good reminder. It really brings it home. And, and, you know, listen to McCain tell you, there's going to be more wars. Not this war is going to last, you know, like we, oh, 50, 100, 1,000, or 10,000 years. Yeah, well, no one remembers the 10,000-year remark. We have that but on audio, too. Well, sure. We've played I'm, it many yep. times yep. in the past. Yeah, and he did. And, and, Everybody you know. just brings up the 100 years, though. They don't say the 10,000 years. Well, that's because he would look like he was insane. Well, yeah, but I mean, that. you don't even hear that on alternative media. I haven't heard it anywhere. Well, that's no. true. Everybody does say, yeah, at 100. Yeah. There a couple of people have mentioned a thousand. You know, but I mean he actually he's, said ten thousand. I mean, you know, he doubt. actually said you know, uh He's yeah. their guy, you know, to keep that war machine going, that's for sure. Although, you know, Obama has talked about, you know, going to war with Pakistan and then again look at Joe Biden. What I just gave you. Biden vows to block military sales to Pakistan November eighth, two thousand seven. Well, and and Joe Biden, uh, 
chaired the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and he also said he didn't even want to be vice president. He wanted to be, you know, to be, still remain where he was in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee instead. Well, uh, Joe Biden never did serve in the military, and the reason he didn't, he was rejected for medical reasons. Okay, because I was thinking that he did. But he would have been eligible in a national emergency. So you really got to wonder, what medical reasons? Maybe he was flat-footed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe he had rich connections. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. You know, because, you, you know, I mean, the thing is, medical reasons, but you would be eligible in a national emergency. Well, what does that mean exactly? I mean, that well, you have a silver spoon in well we don't make you go to Vietnam. But, you know, if somebody attacks Delaware, Joe, you're going to have to fight. You know? It's, You'll be on death duty, though. Yeah. You know, so these people are not in any uh, in any position. Not, you know, none of them. And McCain, just like, you know, is a good point in this video here, made very quickly, however, but still a good point, that McCain's military service doesn't qualify him as any kind of leader. You know, even if he, okay, let's forget <laughs> for a minute all the stories and the evidence, okay, because, folks, there's evidence meaning recorded and transcripts of, oh, it's over 20 broadcasts McCain made on behalf of the North Vietnamese over the radio as propaganda against U.S. forces in Vietnam. You know, I mean, it's a fact. It's truth. It's the way it is. And people heard it. You know, McCain, let's forget the fact that he probably... I've never heard that on the mainstream news, whatever. That, you know, he probably burned down the forest all. Right. Acting the fool that he is. Trying to show off and be the jerk that he is. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, well, that's what people say he did. And there were hundreds of people. I mean, a hundred, you know, and 30 plus at least, I know. And, so. and let's forget the other four aircraft he crashed. You know, be, right. besides that one, all right? Let's just forget all that. He didn't have much flying time before he crashed over there in Vietnam, either. Well, he didn't have much. He had a lot of crashing A lot time. of crashing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's, a lot of time spent doing that. But for a moment, let's just say he served honorably. All right, let's forget all the reality of it and say he served honorably. Even if he had served honorably. He was only a pilot. He never commanded any forces. Oh, oh great. You're, you know, you're the commander of your five airplanes? It doesn't matter about the real thing. It's all about the image, Frank. I understand that. But the fact is that, you know, when they go, well, Joe Biden doesn't have any, you know, he was never in the military. And, uh, doesn't Barack matter. O and Barack Obama was never in the military. And probably whoever McCain picks won't be in the military either. You know, so... The thing is, it's like, well, he's going to try to use up the, well, I was in the military, we're at war, by golly, you better stick with me because I'm a sure thing and I know how to fight wars. And, and we're like, in the war on terror. It's never ending, so. I was me. in the military and I know how to fight wars. Really? Well, yeah. let's look at that statement for a minute. He knows how to crash planes and kill people. He, 
he crashed his airplanes. He got shot out of the air. He was taken prisoner. He he was like the lowest one in his class in, in a, the navy. In a next to the lowest or something. In a war that the United States lost. Right. Okay, so this is not a shining resume of oh, I'm a war fighter who knows how to fight wars. I'm sorry. It doesn't look like that. You know, uh, crashing airplanes, getting captured in a war that we lost. Well, that's like Giuliani. Mm. Remember all the 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. I went through 9-11. And look at what happened during 9-11, you know? What good did he do? And I think he was involved in the whole thing. I'm sure you do, too. Well, uh, yeah, I do. But, uh, I mean... But see, the sheeple, oh, wow, 9-11, yeah, he went through 9 You know, it's like they're America's mayor... I mean, it's just all about image Ameri- and sound bites. America's mayor. And keywords, you know? It's now, those little keywords. We already know Dean Lauren uh, from New York City is not uh, a Giuliani fan. And I'm thinking probably John Sanchez, who is uh, in also New York, is not a Giuliani fan. I've never met anybody from New York that actually likes Giuliani. Now, because when he says 9-11, I was there, 9-11, 9-11, 9-11, well... He was also there before 9-11, and he was the mayor who was in charge of why the fire department didn't have radios that worked. Right. You know, he was in charge of the preparations for emergencies. So he also lied and said that there, you know, where they were watching over the whole thing and carrying it out basically in Building 7. He lied and said that it wasn't in Building 7. His command, you know, post wasn't there, which it was. Yeah, he wasn't there. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. He wasn't at that command center because that command center was just a place to go for him to cheat on his wife with. You know, that's what that was yeah. there for. A nice, safe, secure place. I'm going to the command center, honey. Well, you know, official just, uh, official city business, honey. They had honey. all these guys running that they knew were never going anywhere. You know, it was just a big dog and pony show, just yeah. like everything. Eleven of them. Mm-hmm. They knew who they were. They knew from the beginning who their choice was going to be, who they're going to install. And I'll tell you what, one thing they keep us focused on it all, don't they? The whole time, though. One thing I think that did take them a little bit by surprise, and they 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 dealt with it. But I really do think that the Ron Paul. Not so much Ron Paul, but the reaction to Ron Paul, I think, surprised them a little bit. You know, I I think it took them... uh, You know, Ron Paul says himself, he never expected this sort of, you know, this sort of attention and this sort of, uh, you know, support behind his message. And I think that he ran never expecting... I think he was telling the truth. He never expected this kind of response, and I think the people that put him up to running never expected that kind of response either. I don't know. I think they expected it myself, and I I think that's why they did, you know, that's why they encouraged him to run, because they know how many people know about 9-11 being an inside job, you know, just from the internet alone, and shows like this, and other, you know, alternative media. I mean, they know how many people are out there with blogs and podcasting and, you know, texting each other, instant messaging. They read all of our emails. They listen to our phone calls. They know what we know. And I think that they figured they'd have a heck of a lot of people get behind them, and that would distract us all. You know, and that would be some place to get an outlet for our energy as well. 
you know, to give off a little steam because now we got somebody to hope for, like the big Obama crowd. Well, and I, I think mostly it was a divide-and-conquer sort of operation with having 11 people running and then, you know, and then bringing in Fred Thompson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a joke. Why do you even bother? Remember, he goes, I thought I was the only actor up here. Yeah. <laughs> They're well, all been jacked. Well, that's it. And the thing is, though, I mean, that was a joke. His his thing was a joke. I mean, it was like he was more popular before he he announced that he really was going to run uh, than he was after he, he did his, you know, his uh, debate where he really was unimpressive. You know, so I think it he was... He had a, these little prepared things he was going to say, which he did during the debates, and tried to make these little quips and jokes and things. Well, yeah, but it was ridiculous, and he didn't... You know, people people saw through it that, man, this guy isn't any good. And The bottom line, though, I think it was to get everybody going in different directions so nobody focused on anybody in particular. And then up sneaks McCain... I mean, how does McCain even get to be nominated in the Republican Party? Are you kidding me? How did George Bush? I mean, you know, yeah, his dad and all that, but look at him. Well, yeah, yeah, that's I true. I mean, what, there's not a lot of difference there as far as intelligence. That's that's true. That's and true. capability. I mean, they do as they're told. They say what they're told to say, and they fall well, down and choke on eating pretzels. Well, lot. McCain does as long as he can remember. I what don't believe that whole pretzel thing, by the way. You know, who was choking on a pretzel? I remember Bush. They claim he choked on a pretzel, and he's always, like, falling down, and he's got, like, huge sores all over him, scrape marks and stuff. Well, that's what happens when you drink a well, lot. That's what I mean. I don't buy the, you know, oh, I, I tripped or I fell, uh, and I choked on a pretzel and all this stuff. I mean, <laughs> I think he's doing a lot of... Falling Ooh, down? He's on, well, there's been all kind of things come out. People have written books about all the drugs he's on, antidepressants and all kind of stuff. I mean, Prozac, whatever. I mean, who knows what all they've got him on. Just like they do with all the people they handle. He's probably chipped just like the rest of them, too. Chipped? Yeah, I mean, they probably are chipping them all, I think. They probably have a lot of uh, things they're doing to control what they do and say and... I mean, maybe it doesn't work all the time, but um, they're probably mind-controlling them all to some extent, I would think. They've got the capability. They've well, had it for years and years. Why wouldn't true. they? I think, uh, you know, I think, honestly, I think the one thing, they're, the one guy they're really looking at is McCain because he is, uh, I don't think he needs a chip. I think he's been psychologically manipulated to the point where he is absolutely, positively, uh Brainwashed. So controlled. you think they're making this huge show about Obama just to? I mean, why? What's the purpose? They gotta have somebody. You know, they gotta have somebody. So they got a big show going with Obama, but he's never gonna really get to be president. I don't think he is myself. I just really don't think he is. I don't. I really don't. No matter who it is, we're in a lot of trouble. I know that. Well, yeah, we're already in a lot of trouble. I mean, you know, you know, Russia now. Med Medvedev, uh, Medved, or whatever he is, the uh, n- the new president of <laughs> yeah, you know the well the so-called president of got uh, a weird name that's for sure. He uh, he basically said today that we we are not scared of anything, including Cold War with the United States, and uh, these this missile shield thing you think you're going to do in Poland is going to be dealt with in a in a military way if necessary. 
I mean, this guy's that that's pretty upfront talk from a politician. I mean, you don't usually get that. You know, they usually dance around it, you know. Well, you know, we really don't like this, and we're going to have blah, 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 blah. This guy's coming straight out and saying, look, you want World War III, you keep it up. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're not going for this. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you want. We are not going for missiles on our border in Poland. Uh, I don't think they will either. And, and I'll tell you what, I think Russia is in a much stronger position than the United States at this point. But we got to take a break. Maybe we we'll talk about that a little bit. When we come back, along with some other things, like, I want to ask you, who do you think McCain is going to pick for his VP? When we come back, folks. of your ear. The Wave Shield is proven and tested to block radiation without affecting reception. It makes a great Father's Day gift. Order your Wave Shield today for only $25, which includes priority shipping with delivery confirmation. Send $25 today to Frank Stephan, that's S-T-E-F-F-A-N, at 6500 Shadow Glen Drive, Eagle Point, Oregon, 97524. That's Frank Stephan, 6500 Shadow Glen Drive, Eagle Point, Oregon, 97524. Four Spectrum Natural Vitamin E is the highest potency full-spectrum vitamin E complex. Not the DL synthetic chemical form, and not a sterified. Four Spectrum Vitamin E contains high alpha, preventing platelet aggregation and dissolving internal blood clots, and high gamma, neutralizing smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals inside your body. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35, two bottles for only $60 post-pay. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us. That's number 4spectrum.us. 
Call 1-800-581-8906. That's 1-800-581-8906. Order yours today. The Freeze-Dry Guy still has several animal protein products in stock as noted on the website at freezedryguy.com under freeze-dried foods by the case. All Mountain House back orders are caught up, and we are ordering and shipping on a regular basis. If you would like Mountain House freeze-dried cooked diced beef, cooked diced chicken, or cooked ground beef, Freeze-Dry Guy can offer you 10% off on these superb products and still pay the shipping. Cooked diced beef is normally $273.18. Your price is $245.86. Cooked diced chicken, normally $254.10. Your price is $228.69. And cooked ground beef is normally $220.50. Your price is only $198.45. Remember, Freeze-Dry Guy still pays the shipping within the continental USA, even with these great prices. So contact the Freeze-Dry Guy at 530-265-8333. That's 530-265-8333. Or email info at freezedryguy.com. That's info at freezedryguy.com. Report for those of you just tuning in. It is still August 27th, the year 2008, out here on the Pacific Time Coast. It's about 10:07 out here, and it is tomorrow over on the East Coast. That would make it the 28th, early in the morning. It's I uh, guess what uh, 1 a.m. on the East Coast, but that's okay because y'all stay up late on the East Coast. Now, uh, let's see. That's about it. It's Wednesday night. Wow, what was that? Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoopsie is a technical term for, whoops, the video was still on, huh? <laughs> no, it just came on. Ah, one of those. Hey, we've got a caller on the line. Okay. It's uh, Dan from Los Angeles. I think it's got a little better connection this time. Welcome to the show, Dan. Ah, thank you. From uh, Little Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> the real New Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys, uh, what was that video all about? Who was that guy saying about dropping a bomb on a U.S. city? Who was that guy? Uh, gosh, I, I should have been watching the video instead of just listening to it uh, um, with everybody else. Who was that guy? You know, I haven't watched it since the other day, but I'll try to find out and let you know. Well, that, that yeah. I'll tell you what, he seemed, the voice sounded familiar. I've heard him before. Hold on, let me see. Oh, no, you're, you're yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> Always suspicious when uh, people talk like that. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I think what the guy is saying, look, you know, if we keep this up, you know, we're going to get, they're gonna, people are going to retaliate. You know, I mean, if we think we're safe here, 
that, you know, if we just keep this up and keep this up, that nobody's going to retaliate? That's crazy. And if we think that we can defend every city, everywhere, every second of every day, they're dreaming. You know, I mean, it's just not possible. We need to make people not want to kill us is, is the whole thing. And it seems our foreign policy is just exactly the opposite. Let's see how bad we can piss off the rest of the world and hate us. It's just, yeah, we're doing a good job of it. It's crazy. It's, I mean, what are we getting for it? See, that's the whole thing. I mean, look, sometimes wars are necessary and proper and, the, and the, you know, the, the only solution. Look, this is, what we, you know, this is what we have to do. But, you know, you have to start saying, well, what have we gotten in return for all this? Do you have an answer? Hardship. Well, yeah, but I mean, have we gotten anything good? A- anything, anything at all? Are we safer? Are we, you know, better off, um, you know, economically? The elite are better off economically. That's true, and they're and they're better off in their controlled standards too. I mean, they and they have, sacrificed you know, all those people to Satan, so they're better off, you know, you know, doing that with Satan. Oh, okay. I know who it was. Because I was going to play it, but I can't because it'll go out over the air. Ah. I watch. <laughs> but I know who it is. Who is it? Scott Ritter. Oh, right. Scott Ritter, the, uh, you know, the uh, the weapons inspector. Right. Oh, okay. That's who that is. Well, when it like that starts talking like that, that, that raises my eyebrows. Well, yeah, he's making the point that, you know, these people are not going to just put up with this forever. Uh, You you know, if you think that, and then that's the whole point. Like I say, you know, uh, I don't think anybody should be just uh, right away, uh, well, I don't care what it is, what it's about, I'm anti-war. Or, you know, it's just as crazy to say, well, I don't care what it is, what it's about. If you want to have a war, I'm all for it. I don't care what it's about. That's crazy, too. You know, you have to weigh. Well, you know, everybody, we, we've just been too busy, always being entertained, you know, Frank. We're not worried about the real issues. Well, and we've been fooled into this whole, well, we got attacked by Arabs with box cutters on airplanes. Yeah. And so we need to go, uh, we need to go, and he's hiding over there, so we need to attack that country. And, uh, well, that country that uh, he's hiding in, uh, they actually talk to this other country, so we need to go over there, too. And everybody, yeah, 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 get him, get him, get him. You know, we got the Cheney uh, disease. And uh, And right after it happened, they came out and said, you know, it was Osama, the boogeyman. I mean, but they didn't know until after it happened. And then immediately they knew. Although they let it out in Australia ahead of time. It came out in the newspapers before it should have. Yeah, well. That's when Mitt Romney was going to go up into the mountains and look for Obama or look for uh, Osama. So yeah. He was personally going to go up there. Well, John McCain said he'd, uh, what was it, something about uh, he'd fall into the gates of hell. He keeps saying that over and over. I think Frank was right, though. I, I think it's going to be McCain, and I don't know who his VP is going to be. I think it's because... going to be Romney, just like you yeah, think, Frank. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is who do you think's going to be the VP? I know you don't know, but take a guess. Take your best guess. If you if somebody said, look. Uh, Dan, we want you to put down a bet. Here's here's my money. You take my money and you go make a bet on who you think the VP is going to be. Who would you pick for? Uh, um, well, it would be a long list because he would have to be a fascist. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, that, uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty big list. Uh, Lieberman is uh, kissing up pretty good there. But I don't know. Uh, you know you're dealing with the masters yeah. of deception, so it's pretty hard to uh, to understand what these guys are going to do. This is like going to be like a broke the convention. They can pull anybody out of their hat. Dan, Dan, Dan. That's why they call it gambling, Dan, because you don't know. Make a pick. Pick somebody. Uh, I'm going to say Lieberman. Okay. Okay. You know, there's a lot. You're not the only one. There's other, There's people out there. Thinking, He's going to announce it Friday at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they say the top three are, they say the top three that have been the source of speculation for weeks are Romney, Tim Pawlenty of Minnesota, the governor, and Joe Lieberman of Connecticut, Senator yeah. Joe Lieberman. So I think it's going to be Romney. I mean, who was expecting Biden? Nobody. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, like, uh, what's his name here? Novak, Robert Novak says here that, and I agree with this, that McCain and his buddies would pick Joe Lieberman if they thought they could get away with it. But I don't think they can get away with it. I agree with him on that, too. I don't think they can get away with it because Lieberman was Al Gore's choice for vice president. For a Republican to pick Al Gore's choice for vice president would be suicide, political suicide. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, I <laughs> I mean, this is the truth. I mean, this guy was Al Gore's vice presidential pick. They could even pick Gore because he's he's buddy buddy. Well, they're all buddies, you know. And and the thing is, I I really do. My bet my bet is Romney. I'm still betting on Romney. I bet on Romney, you know, from the beginning, and that's who I think it would be. Uh, but then again, you He'll know, end hey, up being the president probably in no time. Well, whoever the vice president is is going to be VP. Uh, he's going to be president pretty quick with McCain because I don't think he's going to make it a year. And that, I don't think he's going to be assassinated. I think he's just. I think he's. I think his health is not as good as being portrayed. Yeah, but they could easily give him a heart attack or whatever. Well, yeah, but they could give well, anybody a heart attack. You know, whoever it is, it, they have to be um, uh, corruptible. And uh, they have to be somebody that uh, they can own, because you know they they want people they can own. Um, and he's got to be, uh, 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 you know, he's basically got to be a, a loser and a liar. Well, that's a, talk about a long list in D.C. Man, wow. <laughs> uh, but now. I've got a little different thought about Romney, and the reason why is because I, I agree with you, Dan, in the normal uh, politics as politics has been done up till now. But I think what's going to be coming up, what's going on, is they want I, – I think they want they, – they have in the president, in McCain, somebody they can control. Uh, but I think they want in VP, not somebody they can control. I think they want one of their own actually in the VP slot because 
McCain, I think, is going away, and they want one of their own in there because of the times that we're going to be in. And I think what they want in there, because you look at Obama, look at Biden, look at McCain. None of them are money men, okay? None of them have the capability or capacity to deal with the economy. And everybody says the economy is the main focus of Americans, not the war, not torturing, not China, not trade, not nothing. It's the economy is what people in America are worried about. It's what they think about. It's what matters to them. And not one of these candidates so far, Biden, McCain, or Obama, has the capability to deal with the economy. They don't have the know-how. They don't have the knowledge. They don't have the capacity to deal with the economy. But Mitt Romney does. He'll just do what the, they tell him to do, though. Yeah. What about Bloomberg? Well, I, I don't. I think Bloomberg's not. I think Bloomberg's going to get something else as his prize. Yeah. I really do. I think it's too late for him. You know, the thing is, okay, so whoever it is, but then you know we got another big issue on our plate, Frank. We got to deal with Congress. Yep. You know, I think that's actually uh, the bigger uh, issue. Yeah, we got we got huge problems here that we need to deal with. And I think you know what, Dan, see if you agree with this. I think the whole dog and pony show presidential race is a big distraction to keep people from focusing on their local elections for their congressmen, for their senators, for their state senators, for their, you know, state uh legislators. Sure, they've been doing it for years. You know, I think they're going like, "Oh boy, it really matters who's going to be president. You got to pay attention mm-hmm. to the president, president, president." And meanwhile, nobody's really paying attention to who's running for Senate, who's running for Congress. You know, what's going on locally? What's going on with these people? It's like you get to the polls and go, oh, yeah, i got to vote for all these other people. Gee, golly, I don't recognize any of these other people because I haven't been paying attention. So I guess I'll vote for the name that I, I recognize, which would be who? It'd be the incumbent. That's who. Right. You know, and that's what I'm afraid is going to happen here. Again. Just put, put, your, put your name in the old Diebold machine, and uh, we'll get that right up. <laughs> well, yeah, and... You know, but that's the whole thing. I think that, you know, they've got a real better chance. You know, I, I fully believe that the national elections, you know, with the president is, is fixed. I really do. I think it's fixed. I think it's always been fixed. I think it's been fixed for a long time, yeah. But. I don't believe it. <laughs> you don't believe it, huh? <laughs> okay. We got Pollyanna on the line. and uh, <laughs> That's it. I'm shattered. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other problem is all the people that run for Congress, um, they're all like CFR members, you know, right. Masons, uh, trilateral. I mean, so right, I mean, tooth and nail, keep their position. Believe me. Well, even even when the economy is right down into the gutter, which is where, where it's going to go. If I like a dog in a corner, like a mean dog on a street. To, uh, to stay in there, because uh, it's going to get gruesome. Well, think about this, though. Think about the, the wisdom of this, because, look, I, I really do fully believe that the presidential elections have been rigged. I mean, uh, actually, the, the counting of the votes has been rigged for a long time. But I don't think they yet have the capacity to rig every single congressional uh, you know, race in the country. I don't think they have the capacity on top of that to rig every single state legislature. You know 
The people out there, they just vote for the name they know. That's they don't even know anything. Well, that's why. And why is that? Because everybody's focused on, oh, Lieberman, Oprah, you know, Obama, McCain. Who's McCain going to pick? What's Obama saying? Oh, look at the children. the media makes them think that's so important. Right. And by the time you get to the polls, you're sitting there going, oh, yeah, i got to vote for all these other people, too. Oh, man, I don't know anybody. Uh, oh, but I recognize this name. And then and it's I about who's got the most backing and the most money and has the best ads, you know. You know, because the thing is this. When you've got in a country where you've got an approval rating of 7%, okay, 7%, between 7 and 9%, you have an approval rating. Yeah, well, they're on vacation for, like, the next five months. Just a few days they'll be working. Thank goodness for that. Huh? Yeah. Because so, when they're in there, it's even worse. Yep, they're doing bad things. But the thing is, the well, it's just you know you're going to need a dramatic. Well, yeah. Uh, you're going to need some major event here to wake people up to know that uh, they they've been lied to, Frank. You know. Well, like well, you say, Frank, like you were going to say, go ahead, because I know what you're going to say. The thing is, if that percent is so low, how come they keep, you know, staying in there, right? Yeah. If, and getting elected. If only 7% of the people approve of Congress, how come 90% keep getting elected? Yeah. How because does that it's work? it's all rigged. No, I don't Those believe it's rigged. I don't believe Those it's rigged. Are, you see, I, I, don't, I don't believe it's rigged. What I believe is going on is people are distracted. They're not paying attention to who these people are in Congress. Who's running against these people in Congress? They're not funded, so the only people that get any money, who get any airtime, are the people that are already in Congress. So those are the only names anybody recognizes. And by the time they get to the polls, they're going, oh, gosh, I have to vote for all these other people. Oh, man, I, I, I know all about Obama. Gee, I know the names of his children. I know how old they are. I know where he went to school. And that's what you hear, the people calling into C-SPAN, Washington Journal. I mean, they're more informed sometimes when they call into that show than they are listening to the ones that called in after the debate on C-SPAN. But mm. those people were just clueless. It was all about... Oh, they're very down to earth. They have the cutest kids. He's such a good dad. You know, that's what they were saying. Yeah, but they don't know who's running against their congressman. No. See, the thing is, so they get down there, and then even though they hate Congress, they're sitting there going, gosh, the only names I recognize are these. And they just happen to be all the incumbents. Right. And because people are afraid, all right? People are afraid of the unknown. To vote for people they've never heard of. It's all about, I recognize the name. I feel comfy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to vote for them. And that's how I believe they're the 90%. afraid of change. Yep. And then they walk out of there after voting for all the incumbents, going, man, I hate those guys in Congress. <laughs> we're, we're a schizophrenic, mentally ill. Nation is what we are. Well, and then you got those well, on the right and those on the left, and you know they've got they each have their own shows to watch. You know they've got uh, MSNBC if you're a lefty <laughs> and you're still watching TV only, basically. Uh, or you got your hero, you know the guy that does the comedy thing, Comedy Central. That guy, the Jewish guy, and his buddy. Uh, you know those uh, two where you getting you everything. Know, that's what I'm saying. You know we've always the nation has been entertained because that's the only thing that. We don't have any interest in anything else. And then you got the rabid devotees to, like, Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck. 
I mean, I've even heard cars people in circles, mostly. We, you know, we want, we, we want the old well. things. We want to go to the arena. We want to go to the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like the football stadiums now. You know, model after the Col- Coliseum. Hey, I mean, hey, hey, hey! You know, gladiators. Hey, and wait a minute. The football is all about all that. Hang on here. The stadium in Los Angeles is called the Coliseum. Right. Right. And then there's right. the Shrine Auditorium, where they have all the big, you know, acting awards they give people. I mean, hello, Shrine, Shriners. Well, hey, you want to you wanna know something funny here now. In, I, I made the point that, you know, in, in Los Angeles, the, uh, the stadium there is called the Coliseum, and they've got the columns up uh, to make it look similar to the Coliseum. But guess what? Obama's little speech. Yeah, Greek God. And yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. They're setting up the. Uh, they're setting up some pillars and making it look like a uh, a Greek temple. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's you know it's all entertainment, Frank. Talk about bread and circuses, man. Well, they man. call him the Messiah. Oh gosh, that's you know okay. All right. In fact, I have a video right. for you to play, Frank. Okay, well, they call him the Messiah. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I feel better now. That sounds like me when I was in South America. <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, I'm sorry. You know, you, you know, and, and people people have called him that, and it just makes me sick. They've got to have the left and right, you know, Frank. They have got they've got to have the naders and people like that because. They need to know what's going on in that that section. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you something, Dan. And and we we're coming up to a break here, but let me ask you before the break: What is so hard? Why is it so difficult for the American people to wrap their heads around? They've already taken all the polls. Everybody already agrees. We all hate Congress. They're worthless. Why is it so difficult for everybody just to say, okay, you know what? I don't care who he is. If he's in there now. I'm voting for somebody else. I don't care if he's a skinhead. I don't care if he's in the NAACP. I don't care what he is. If he's not the incumbent, I'm voting for somebody else. That's it. I'm just doing it. I don't care. Why is this so hard? Because uh, because everything's been broken up into so many splinter groups, nobody knows what's true anymore. Well, what's true and is we, we have such apathy. But, yeah, but what's true is we all... Okay, not all of us, but 93% of us hate Congress. We think they're doing a crappy job. We don't trust them. We don't like them. So why is it so difficult for us to just say, I'm voting for somebody else? Well, because I told you, Frank, we're too busy being entertained. Dancing with the stars and American Idol. What stupid shows people watch. I guess I'm not asking it right because... I look these people. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because we're in the minority, Frank. We're the ones that know the deal. They don't know. The ones that are out there voting, the mass population, they don't know. They just want to stick with who they're used yeah, to. Yeah, but the thing is, these polls are taken of these people that go voting, and ninety-three percent of them because it's all rigged. They, no, I don't. You think don't believe is. that, but I, I do. I don't. I don't think it's it is. It's got to be one or the other. 
No, I I, th- I think it's this whole psychological. I don't know these other people, so I'm scared. So well, I'm going to vote for my. So what is the psychological problem here? What is, what is the deal? Let's How- see. Fluoride, dumbing people down, making them into couch potatoes. They're not active. What is this like? A, is this the abused woman syndrome? And then they're all on Prozac, or the I latest to, fashionable drugs. That's what I it is. What? I don't want to dump on your fights there, Frank, but uh, you know uh, they're idiots. Well, that's they a, are. That's a possibility too I, that I hadn't thought of. But yeah, that's they certainly are. true. They're mindless idiots. But the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to sound so harsh, but that's life. And now wait a minute. I they, want, you know what? Well, they want to keep their head in the sand, and that here. makes them more idiots than anything to me. Hang on here. Um, I can go along with this, but I first want to see if this is a wash. Now, to me, this seems like, now, obviously, Congress ain't doing us right. Everybody knows it. Ninety-three percent of the people know it, that we don't trust them, we don't like them, we think they're worthless. And uh, they, they basically are abusing us, and, and yet we keep electing them. Now, to me, that sounds a lot like what abused women do. They get beaten up, but yet they stay. Are, we, is, are they idiots? Is that are, are are abused women idiots too? Well, they've they've been um you know like made to feel like they're worthless uh-huh. and they're scared they're going to get killed. They're, uh-huh. they're they may not have enough money they think to support themselves. Maybe he didn't let them work so they don't have any money to leave. On and on and on. There's a lot of reasons. Probably some child psycho- psychological problems there, too. So, they may have grown up in a dysfunctional household well, sure, where lots, their dad treated their sure, mother like sure, that. Lots of, you they know, may have been abused as a child. What I find interesting is for the abused women, we got lots of maybes and excuses, but for the abused American people, they're just idiots. Why are they just idiots and, and abused women aren't just idiots? Because, you see, the thing is, what I'm getting at here is I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's as simple to just say, ah, they're all a bunch of idiots. It's like I told you yesterday, all that social engineering, Frank. They, they've done us in really good, you know. I, I think we're I think we're I think we're mentally ill. I think we have I think we have psychological problems well, in America. You brought up that good point one day. And, uh, was, you keep and, doing and the same thing over and over and expect to right. get different results, right? What was and, it that you said that was such a good point about being that we're all mentally ill? You know, the population and, must and, be. Yeah, and the religions have been so splintered and torn apart, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, nobody really has any solid, solid faith anymore or what to believe in anymore. Well, a lot of people believe a lot of things, but it's not based on anything in solid foundation. People just make up whatever feels good and sounds right, and, and, and they're off to the races with it. People are saying Rick Warren's book is just like the Bible and all this other crap. People and then you have not. Oprah telling all the millions that watch her show there's many paths to God, arguing with the Christian woman in the audience. Right. Saying, no, that's not true. Jesus Christ is the only way, you know, to Dan, God. Dan, thanks for calling in. We got to take a break, and Melissa, stay where you're at, and the rest of you stay where they're at, where you're at, and we'll be back in about three minutes.
Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified, vitamin E complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Boys Radio. The National Americanism Commission of the American Legion has a lot to say in its recent study about illegal immigration. It says in part that the number of illegal aliens in the United States is a national security issue in the truest sense. That the number of illegal aliens may range from 11 to 20 million. Illegal immigration, it says, is not a victimless crime costing American taxpayers 11 to 22 billion dollars annually and has become one of the nation's largest unfunded federal mandates. So where does your state senator and representative stand on illegal immigration? Call them and demand an answer. If in doubt, contact the Kansas Minutemen at MCDC of Kansas at sbcglobal.net and we'll tell you because you have a right to know. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating, gasoline reserves are low, and the prices rise. World events are, at best, uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call one 800 289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Thank you. 
Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still August 27th, the year 2008, out here on the West Coast. Anyway, it's about 1038 and a half out here in the evening, late evening, and it's way later over on the East Coast. It's actually tomorrow, but it's still Wednesday here, which means we've got Melissa on the line with us. Here I am. And uh, on IR here, and you are there. <laughs> and uh, let's see, what we were talking about, where we left off was... Uh, the mindless drones? Well, the, the the disparity between all the polls that say anywhere between 93 and 96% of the population does not uh, is not satisfied with Congress's behavior or performance, yet 90% of them continuously get reelected. That doesn't make any sense to me, and, you know, I don't think they have the capability to actually rig every congressional uh, race out there. So I'm thinking it's got to be something else, and I don't think people are just complete idiots. I think that there's some sort of – I think they're being distracted from being able to do any, as they say, vetting of the candidates that are running against – their incumbent that they know his name and they know his face and they've seen his ads. And and once they get to the polls, they're unprepared and they feel uncomfortable because they don't know the name, they don't know the guy, they just are going to go with what's comfortable, even though it's an abusive, harmful thing. They're going to go for it anyway because it's what they're comfortable with rather than what they ought to do, which is say, you're out of here, somebody else is going to do this, and I don't really care who, because at this point, you're so bad that it's it doesn't matter who. You know, and that's what needs to be done in Congress, and we've, we've not done it, and it doesn't look like we're doing it this time. And I think it's partially being distracted by the, the two clowns running for president, and a psychological dysfunction where we don't want to vote for anything that, you know, we don't know. Like, oh, I don't recognize that name. I can't vote for it. You know, something bad could happen if I voted for, you know, somebody I don't know, right? I mean, he could be, yeah. a, he could be a skinhead or something, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, the thing is, we got to get over that because if I vote for somebody I don't know, something bad could happen. What, are you kidding me? You think something bad's not already happening? You know, this is the whole point. Well, these are the same people that know nothing about the Patriot Act and all of the rights that have been taken away from us. They know nothing. They don't know any of this stuff, you know. And That's if true. they found out, they would think, well, we got to, you know, protect ourselves from the terrorists. Well, and you know what? It goes it goes through this. It goes through everything. The same, you know, you've got 93 to 96% of your average American people who don't know anything still saying, I'm not satisfied with Congress yet. They're voting them in there. You've got probably just as big percent going, no, I don't like lawyers and I don't trust them. Yet, anytime they get in a legal jam, who do they call? A lawyer. You know, I, I mean, yeah. we have this disease going through our society on a regular, on, in everything we do. We'll, in one hand, say, no, I don't like these people and I don't trust them, but then, ooh-ooh, you get in a jam, who do you go running to? Those very people. It's, a, it's some sort of mental illness, I think. Maybe they're right to medicate everybody. I don't know, you know, because it's just, you know, everybody see what's going on here. It, 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 national insanity? Yeah. Well, it's just like they did in Nazi Germany. I mean, there's a quote, and I don't, I'll have to look for it, but it's something to the effect of, you know, make up a boogeyman and rile the people up to, you know, be all patriotic and wave their flags and all that stuff and, you know, carry out some false flag terror event. That's not the actual quote, but this is basically what they do, you know, and they have the people begging to go to war and, you know, do all the things they want to do to kill the people, to make the money, to get the resources, to nation build and empire build around the world. I mean, you know. No. And uh, it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. No, no. Even though the people are supposedly against the war, most people. And then you got those that say support the troops, support the troops, no matter what, you know, and things like that. Well, that's true. And, and you know, this is we've been brainwashed to say, well, we have to, you know, you can be against the war, but you have to support the that's troops. Right. Now, how do you do that? It's brainwashing is exactly right. That's just their little sound bite to make everybody feel good. And meanwhile, you know, they don't show the faces of the people, you know, the children over there that are being, having their faces blown off, well, you know, being born with deformities due to depleted geranium well, sure, but am from I, now on. Wouldn't I be like uh, an insane schizophrenic if I was against something, but I'm supporting the people that are doing that thing that I'm against? Isn't that insane? I mean, yeah, and, and that's. That's really what's going on in this country, folks. It's going on in, in everything we do. That's a good example of exactly what we were talking about, except it's in a different, well, a different realm. Well, they demonize people like us that keep up on everything, that do the research, that talk about all the issues, that try to get the truth out. You know, they call us the crazy ones. But you see where I'm going with this is I'm getting away from the whole... We feel the way we feel because we're 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 better educated about the facts. I'm going I'm going more towards the wait a minute. It you don't have to be educated about the facts to realize that if I'm against the war, how can I possibly support the people who are conducting the war. Well, like you say, it's all mind control. <laughs> you know, you know? 
I don't no, have to know I mean, anything. You know yeah. what? They cover up the coffins. Nancy Grace gets on CNN every night, Monday through Friday, talks to all the women out there who follow her, and there's a lot of them. And and she's sitting there at the end of her show with tears in her eyes talking about, you know, the latest guy to die a few months back, you know, because she's just now getting to his name or whatever, you know, and talking about this is what he liked, this is how old he was, this is all his hobbies, blah, blah, blah. He's an and American now he's hero. dead. He's an American hero. You know, and that's all they do to, oh, you know, make everybody feel bad yet good because he was a hero, you know. And then they don't show the pictures of the decimation over there. They got John McCain over there in his bulletproof vest, you know, with uh, being surrounded by bodyguards and, you know, every kind of artillery there is. All the streets are safe over here, you know. I went for a stroll just the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you got all these pundits, all these people on TV lying to the people. You know, and brainwashing them 24-7, and they get all their information from there and from Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck and all the rest. Well, and, I mean, then you have people like Keith Olbermann that brainwashes the lefties, you know? Well, and I understand all this, but are we just – what is wrong here? This is really simple, and and people don't need to know anything about anything. They don't need to know that Obama – is a Marxist or, or that George Bush is a drunk or, or anything. They don't need to know anything. It's just, are you for or against the war? Well, I'm against the war. You are. Okay. Do you support the troops? Yes, I do. Well, wait a minute. Think about that. How yeah. can you do that? And, and this isn't a slam against the troops. Hey, I was young and dumb and 18 and marching around ready to go off to war you know, myself, and it just coincidentally happened but, to be you know, Iran. The fact that people like us are demonized and, and basically persecuted and seen to be crazy and conspiracy theorists, you know, the things we know about why we're over there, you know, even they don't want to believe those things. They don't, they don't know about the CFR and the Trilateral Commission and all these other groups and the Masons and the Jesuits and, you know, the Black Pope and well, all these things. They don't know these I things. I understand that, but what I'm saying is that if I ask somebody, do you support the war? If they tell me, yes, I do support the war, well, then I'm going to say, why? Because they're brainwashed. And, and then I might have an opportunity to educate them if they'll listen to me. They after, won't. After I so forget about well, it. Well, they tried. Yeah, that's just you got to just you know. get over it. <laughs> you might be able to educate them. I've never been able to educate my family yeah, all these years. Your family, but you, you know what? You, you talk and there's to there's more than them. You talk to a perfect stranger on an airplane, and he and thought listened. I was nuts. But he listened because he couldn't bail out of the plane. <laughs> so, hey, so, yeah. he asked me stuff, and I told him my views, and hey, and then I had another lady I talked to for a couple of hours or a night in a salon. She was a total stranger, and we were the only two in there while she did my hair. So I told her everything, and she agreed with a heck of a lot of it, but, but you know, she didn't think I was nuts. See, my point is, if somebody tells me, yes, I support the war, okay, at least, you know, you're being consistent, I support the war and I support the troops. Okay, I understand that. But why? Why do you support the war? So that gives you a chance to educate them or argue with them or whatever with them. At least you have a discussion going. But if somebody tells me, no, I'm against the war. Because those bad, bad terrorists and they killed 3,000 people on 9-11. Well, of course. And then you can you can tell them the truth. But if somebody comes to you and says, And then no, they'll say, you're one of those crazy conspiracy maybe, theorists. But if somebody tells me... No, I'm against the war. 
oh, good, you're against the war. Well, then you must, you know, probably know these things, why you're against the war. Uh, do you support the troops? Oh, yeah, of course I do. Well, you know what? Now there's a problem. See, I'm confused now. I don't understand how that's possible. You see, and I think people need to start thinking about what they're saying when they say, yes, I support the troops, but I'm opposed to the war. That's insanity, and that's the kind of crap that Glenn Beck and his type out there on the mainstream try to tell people it's okay yeah. to do that. You can, you can oppose the war, but you've got to support the troops. And everybody nods their head going, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, we and then they have the all these feel-good stories about these, you know, little kids that saved up money and got people to donate things, you know, and they started it with their own little birthday party. Oh, don't bring a present to me. Bring a present for the troops, you know. And then it involved in some big, huge corporation, you know, or, do, you know, whatever, nonprofit thing where all these people are donating, and then they put that out there. I mean, it's just a bunch of propaganda. And sure. I'm not saying it's not good to keep trying and trying to wake these people people up because I do and we do but uh, and I wish more people would get involved in trying to do that but I mean it, it is pretty uh, you know it's hard when you just keep getting rejected 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 called crazy whatever I mean I understand why people just say to heck with it I'm not even going to bother well, anymore and the sad thing is what happens is until people are personally affected they they don't want to believe it they don't want to hear it they, you know you're nuts I don't want to hear that but then, when they start becoming affected by it, it's like, hmm, maybe there is something to that. And that's why it's important to keep planting seeds, even if it's in cement. Because the thing is, if there's a crack in that cement, that seed could float to that crack. And you know what happens in cement that gets cracks? Stuff pops up out of there and starts to like grow. Like a flower. Exactly. And that's the thing, you see, because if you plan all this stuff, hey, man, the economy's going bad, it's going south, fiat, the money, blah, 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 and you explain it to them, and they go, ah, you're a nuts, get away from me. And then down the road, they lose their house, they lose their car, they lose their, you know, or they're about to, or they can see, they're being squeezed, their money's not buying, gasoline's five bucks a gallon, you know, stuff like that starts opening their eyes, and they start going, hmm, didn't that crazy person tell me that all this was going to happen? Maybe I should listen. You see, and that's that's the hope we got to have in in doing this because, you know, you just got to, hey, you know what? I, I truly believe if you keep banging your head against the wall long enough, the wall is going to crack. Or you'll crack your head. Well, that's why you got to be hard-headed, see? <laughs> Get a concussion. <laughs> and brain damage. you got to be hard-headed and, uh, you know... Well, that's the problem, though. You know, some banging. You know, some people banging their head on the wall drives them crazy after There's a while. There's a pink Floyd and you end up brain being, damage. Yeah, and then you end up being like a. Uh, you know, I'm going to say it, and I don't usually do this, but I, I'm going to say it because I watched a video. And in general, I leave the guy alone. I don't pick on him too much. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of people. You know, the people that say stuff about him, and I, I just let it go. Usually at the yeah, he's a good alarm clock. But you know, once you wake up, you shut the alarm clock off, and I leave it at that. But I, I watched a video of Alex Jones, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, the guy's lost his mind. Okay, the guy's lost his mind because if he thinks what he did in Denver, on film, on, on video. Is going to do anything beneficial to the truth movement or him or anything that he supposedly stands for? He's sadly mistaken because I looked at it going, man, you're way, way out of line. You know, and, and this is referring to uh, his encounter 
with Michelle Malkin, who is a little Nazi chick that I can't stand her. But what he did was not justified by what she wrote in a book and what she does in her interviews, okay? This was way over the edge. It was all about, edge. you know, getting his name and his website out there and publicity. Well, that and that, all it was over. And that's okay, you see, but... I th- and it was on Inside Edition tonight. Um, I didn't see it, but I was told that on the phone. No doubt. And I, I figured no exactly that would happen. But, I mean... You know, the thing is, though... It always does. What he left people in Inside Edition with is a real bad taste in their mouth for the freedom movement, the alternative press. He didn't do anybody any favors except himself. Of course. You know, and and I got to tell you, uh, the guy was out of control. Like, he was nuts. I'm serious. I'm like, wow, this guy is... I just don't get... Because I used to be one of his minions, and I don't get why people don't see through it, you know? I mean, I keep trying to tell people, you know, when we mention it here and there on on the air, that, you know, why don't people see that when all these places on television, C-SPAN and CNN and, you know, Showbiz Tonight and the whole Charlie Sheen coming out about 9-11 and then they talked about Alex and then a guy comes on C-SPAN and Washington Journal, you know, years back saying, you know, all these conspiracy theories, I wrote a book about them and then started talking about Alex Jones to the host. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. survival. I'm here with my co-host Alfred Adisk to bring you our opinion and our commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, September 9th, 2000. It's Wednesday, September 9th, 2000. 
and 15. Good afternoon, Al. <laughs> it is get, afternoon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. I get confused about the days <laughs> once in a while myself. <laughs> it's Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. Uh, I, I, it's Wednesday, September 9th, 2015. Well, I have an excuse. Uh-huh. Since Monday was a holiday. Yeah, I got the Just same. Just kind of throws oh, everyone yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and you know, it's funny, I write dates all day long with every trade we do that has today's date. Uh, anyway, let's get started right away. I think you have to go back and look at those trades, make sure what date you've got on them. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, let's go ahead and take a peek at the markets today. Uh, it's interesting in the stock market today. Uh, they fell in this afternoon. They were up triple digits, and... Uh, there was a report that was released uh, about mid-morning. They began to turn around that they showed an, uh, the number of available jobs jumped sharply in July to the highest level in 15 years. And, of course, the big deal is, oh, well, that means the Federal Reserve, they're going to have to raise rates later this month, and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? How good is that? Those jobs, if your ambition in life is to be a waitress, and there's nothing wrong with waitresses, I know, I've done it in my youth. Uh, there's a lot of them that make, make they make a decent living. You know, they live on tips and everything. But you cannot have a superpower nation with minimum wage earnings, okay, particularly when 70% and a large part of that 70% is all consumer spending. It's just not going to happen. So uh, I don't think there's anything there to cheer about. But you had the market uh, reverse itself. But let's first start with gold. We have gold. Uh, pressure on gold then, of course, was 1108 down 1390. Silver down 21 at 1470. Platinum is down 23 at 985, with palladium down 12 at 582. USDX today was up 0.11 at 9598. Crude oil was down big 1.65 at 44.29. Of course, that put the dip on the energy companies. And, again, we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Wendy Wilson will be joining us right after I give you the paper reports. So the Dow had a reversal of over 200 points at 16,253, 239 to be exact. The NASDAQ was down 55, 47, 56. The S&P down 27 at 1942, and the 10-year yield, 2.18%, Euro 112, and uh, the big news that we'll talk about is Japan. That just cracks me up. Up almost 8%, up 14. How would you like our markets? Up 1,446 points overnight in a country that is so far in a deep recession, (laughs) you know, with trillions of, of yen being pumped into their system that uh, there's talks that, hey, they'll probably just default on their debt anyway. So only... Yeah, nobody pays their debt no. anymore. They no, just no. issue more debt instruments. That's all. <laughs> you know, this is like they run the system like a man who has a check, and the check bounces, and he says, okay, I'll give you another check. That's all. That's all they do. They just write another check, and that one bounces too. And then they write another one, and the world came. That's how the system operates. Hey, as long as the world accepts it, hey. There's the problem. Yep. How much longer will they? Well, we'll we'll have to talk about that after the break today. We have Wendy Wilson joining us 
from Apothecary Herbs. Good afternoon, Wendy. Good afternoon, Melody. Hello, Al. Hello, Wendy. What do you got for us today? Well, I thought we'd talk about some of the, I don't know, questionable, if you will, acceptable limits of uh, toxins that we ingest or absorb in every day. Because, you know, consumers, we're all bombarded with uh, a lot of scientific reports and, and terms that supposedly tell us, you know, there's these safe standards when it involves all these chemicals in our products. So how does the industry of science determine safe levels of toxicity? And how does each industry determine how other chemical sources will interact or do they even consider all those interactions? So we have to ask these questions, you know, about the integrity of our food and our water and our medicine supplies. And sometimes, you know, something I think has really gone wrong, basically, um, when animal byproducts have excessive chemical levels in them. And I think now product integrity has become so foreign to us and so artificial that we can't identify if it's a real food or water, if it's safe to drink, unless the words organic or filtered spring water is on them. Really, I, I think those are trigger words now people search for as a mainstay, uh, as a little safety uh, reserve for themselves when they make purchases. But um, something interesting, I came across uh, Dr. Ty Vincent. He, he's uh, the author of Thinking Outside the Pillbox, and he says that um, synthetic chemicals have an accumulative effect in the human tissue, and it's known as xenobotics. So these chemicals tend to cause this oxidative stress, tissue damage, and inflammation. They also interfere with our nerves and how they interact with our muscles. So when we consume synthetic-type chemicals, they can even block or overstimulate cell receptors. So they also, he says, interferes with enzymes, and it can alter our cells. So these chemicals are known also to influence our hormone levels, and when they do that, Dr. Vincent calls them xenohormesis. So synthetic chemicals can also cause an immune system imbalance, and we see a lot of autoimmune problems these days. So the chemicals, you know, can interact with the immune system, um, and the immune system identifies synthetic components as foreign and, and attempt to attack it. So doctors tend to diagnose such reactions as maybe a food allergy, and they prescribe medications, more synthetics, um, and that could be more dangerous because uh, it could cause the immune system to create a direct attack on tissue causing more inflammation and an autoimmune response. Now, Dr. Vincent also states that the drugs can mimic types of molecule responses, which is kind of weird. So these synthetic chemicals, Al, Melanie, that we ingest into our bodies, can, um, they can bombard the body on a regular basis and have an accumulative effect. And the outcome is, according to Dr. Vincent, chronic illness. So he warns us that we, live, we have a... There's a widespread uh, issue here, and some of the symptoms are, can be subtle. Um, so he says what we have is a, a generation of folks with chronic chemical toxicity in their body. And doctors uh, pay, typically tend to write more synthetic drug prescriptions, or they even recommend no treatment at all to patients that have a myriad of very subtle ailments. Now, doctors are not considering this accumulative toxic poisoning that we're under, and um, it's coming from multiple sources, so this is a problem. And uh, I thought we'd talk about how this is happening. We can be more aware of it and what we may do about it. 
Um, now, it's estimated, Al, let me ask you, let me ask Al and Aunt Melanie, you chime in too. How many, on average, how many chemicals would you say synthetic chemicals are in the average person? And I would bet that it's a, I, I'd bet that it's at least hundreds. Oh, okay. Do you want to? That'd be my. That'd be my guess. There's okay. tens of thousands of these chemicals that are out I there, know. and nobody knows what they do. It's not possible to calculate. Not possible to calculate right. what each one of them does and how it interacts with others. Exactly. <laughs> well, just to give you a heads up. Um, uh, they, the chemical, the experts out there in this, uh, Dr. Ty Vincent, one of them, he says the average American has 200 or more synthetic mm-hmm. chemicals in their body, yeah. and it affects the effects of these chemicals can be very subtle and easy to ignore. However, on a metabolic level, a DNA level, these chemicals affect, he says, genetics and even the future generations. So. Um, if we consider the risks of multiple chemicals, Al, invading our body without our knowledge or permission, would or should we consider this an act of chemical terrorism? What do you think? I don't know if you can say chemical terrorism, but certainly chemical stupidity. <laughs> I mean, it's, this, is, this, is, this is strange and dangerous stuff, and nobody's really looking at it. I know. Well, well, food preservatives. You know, you got food preservatives. You got additives. Um, they're used, of course, to prevent the mold and rancidity in food. They alone can, inc- yeah, they alone can increase the risk of disease such as cancer. That science already knows. Now, if consumers read over the health risks to many of these ingredients in their food, their makeup, detergent, body soaps, perfume, air fresheners, deodorants, even pet food. Uh, they would uh, come to an understanding that there's really no acceptable levels for these chemicals because they're all toxic. But, Think about it. Yep. Yes, they're toxic. They may be toxic, but they have a cert- they they each have a certain advantage that makes them kind of irresistible. <clears throat> Do you know what that is? Okay. They generate profits. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, it might yep. be poisonous, but we can make money off of it. So. What's going to right. happen? Are we going to not have them or are we going to have them? We're well, have now, them. The, the researchers back in 2001, the researchers at Cambridge, uh, uh, Royal Society of Chemistry in U- the U.K., they looked at synthetic, synthetic chemicals in the diet, and they determined they caused cancer. Their mm-hmm. research appeared in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology, um, and also the team from the National Laboratory at Berkeley, California, Department of Cell and Molecule Biology teamed up and they found there's high carcinogenic uh, properties in products that are contaminated basically with pesticides. So this was in accordance basically with pesticide levels or in accordance with the EPA allowance for safety, but the Berkeley team said there's nothing safe about it. So the overall chemical exposure that we've (coughs) faced today well, we, it creates a lot of health risks, okay? Uh, it, it, it can lead to, according to these researchers, cancer, inflammatory diseases, bone disease, pulmonary disease, and most internal medicine disorders. So um, we've got quite the arsenal coming at us, um, and the human body and animals even. Um, you know, we have a whole system that has to work in, in, in a specific order because God created order. 
So these, these chemicals disrupt enzymes and hormones and acids and our genetics, uh, that which, which basically protect our overall existence, you know. So an imbalance in any one of these areas, according to the researchers, influences other areas, and you get a domino effect. And they studied this, and in 2012 they produced a report in the Journal of Applied Toxicology, and they brought to the attention how huge the hormone imbalance risks are just from preservatives in our products. So um, the study said thousands of these chemicals that they add to products uh, cause, uh, cause what is known in the body as hormone mimicking. Uh, so they, they focused on just the products that you see overall in cosmetics. Um, one of them is called a paraben. You see this in lotion. You see this in uh, suntan lotion. You see this in just about everything that you pick up in the beauty aisle. Um, so parabens are really included in all sundry items. Um, they're even in prescription medicines and some processed foods. Uh, and they studied this, and guess what they found? It causes breast cancer, and they found overwhelming parabens in breast tissue of victims of breast cancer compared to those who don't have breast cancer. So the team of researchers suggested that the parabens caused the breast cancer and could be from underarm deodorants. I've known this for over 20 years. That's why I've never used a deodorant in 20 years. I use the crystal light you, 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 you do bathe from time to time, though, right? Well, I do, Al. Thank you. But I, right. do use the, I use the Crystal Lux um, mineral salts that help with um, that kind of issue, and you don't need any over-the-counter stuff. Plus, your Crystal Lux product will last 10 years, so you save a ton of money on deodorant. So, um, so people are – the WHO, the World Health Organization, says we dose ourselves day after day with estrogenic-influencing parabens to the point that we have one million-fold higher levels than um, is, com- and they say it's comparatively safe. Uh, it, it delivers what they call low toxicity compared to other toxins. Compared to other toxins, right? Uh-huh. It's like saying so, I was shot with a thirty-eight instead of a forty-five, and that's really much better for you to be shot with a thirty-eight. Uh, it's not good to be shot. That's the point, though. I know, and, and, and the thing is, is little kids get exposed to this stuff. You know, uh, they t- test the kids six and up, and they're saturated with parabens 99.1%. You'll find paraben use. Um, so, you know, it's all over the place, uh, and it's disrupting hormones and enzymes in our DNA. And um, chemist uh, Shane Ellison, he's author of Over-the-Counter Natural Cures, he warns that people not to use any product that contains a paraben because they are huge hormone disruptors. So um, I, this is important for people to know, and this is why I say cleanse the body on a periodic, you know, once a month or even every three months. Uh, you, could, you could cleanse the body every three months or at minimum twice a year just to get rid of some of this uh, cumulative toxicity because uh, the body needs a break. It really does. Well, it's, I've seen reports that girls are going into puberty, and this is not news. This goes back 20, 30 years ago. Um, girls are going into puberty at an early age just because of the hormone-like substances that are contained in the bottles of the, the, the plastic bottles that we drink from. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I mean, babies, you know, they get 
uh, milk from those bottles. I mean, they get the, the, the plastic toxicity from day one, basically, you know, if you're not there's breastfeeding. Even, there's even been studies that uh, the plastics that produce some sort of carcinogen yep. that makes men sterile. Well, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I can remember Rome. Some people believe the reason Rome collapsed is because they had plumbing which means plumbing is the word plumbing goes from plumbus or whatever, which is, it means lead in Latin. They ah. think that the Romans may have ingested so much lead from their plumbing system that it made them incapable of continuing to run their empire. Right? Huh. I'm wondering, yeah. are we sitting on the verge of something similar? Are we so saturated with that we're gonna, we are going to go the way of the Romans because we've got too many false, ca- bizarre chemicals in our system? Possibly. Well, I encourage people to cleanse and nourish. Uh, that's very basic, but it works. So if anybody wants to learn how to do organ cleansing, uh, we'll help them out. We have a free catalog that can get one. Call this number, 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663, or visit the website, thepowerherbs.com. Got to run. Thanks, right, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Wendy. That's Wendy Wilson from thepowerherbs.com, 866-229-3663. Give her a call. I'm Alfred Adams here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, and we will be back. Please stay tuned. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. (laughs) 
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. What's next, Melody? Well, two things. We have a little special going today. We have, uh, I did a program with uh, Beth Ann uh, from the uh, CSC radio program. And I ran this little special in her program, and uh, we're going to extend it uh, to this program. It's $915, one quarter ounce American Gold Eagle. You will receive 20 of the pre 1921 Morgan Silver Dollars, you will receive a one-year subscription to her one-year newsletter, uh, one-year subscription to her, her, her newsletter, and it includes your shipping, all for $915. So give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's a quarter ounce American Gold Eagle, 20 pre-21 Silver Morgan Dollars, a one-year uh, subscription to the pen, she calls it, and um, includes your shipping cost, $915. And I said yesterday I would do a, a quick comparison on the $20 gold pieces, and I'm just using January 2nd as a starting point for this ongoing comparison. And uh, we had a little bit of pressure on gold today, so I thought we would do it. When I did this, gold was um, down uh, $26. Um, I'm take it back. Gold was 11.09 when I did this comparison. Or am I just losing my mind today, Al? I'm not sure. I'm not qualified yeah. to offer a medical opinion, Melody. <laughs> if it were a legal opinion, I'm not. I'm not licensed to practice not... law either. But I might give you a legal opinion. It's probably not good. Good for business if I say I'm losing my mind. I'm not, folks. I really am not. Gold today, when I did this comparison, was 11.09. So from January 2nd, uh, gold is down $81. Men's State 61 $20 Liberties are up 80. Men's State 62 $20 Liberties are also up 80. Men's State 63 St. Gaudens are up 110. And uh, Men's State 64 St. Gaudens, they're up 125. Mint State 65 St. Gaudens were up $230. Mint State 66 St. Gaudens were up $255 on an $81 drop in gold. So I think we hit the lows on $20 gold pieces. And what do those numbers tell you, folks? It tells you how they can outperform bullion. It also tells you, because they're not mass-produced anymore, limited supply, buying has picked up, and product is going off the shelf. And anytime you see increased prices on your coins, it means uh, 
you know, smaller and smaller supply of product. So don't wait uh, for something to happen. Don't wait to see if something happens. You have funds that you need to uh, convert into gold and silver. Give us a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Speaking of supplies, there's an article here from Andy Hoffman, and he's talking about two two foreign markets, also the United States. His physical silver market has tightened in recent weeks. Junk silver is for all intents and purposes unavailable. Is that true? Pretty much. I mean, we get large, we get full bags coming through. We get half bags coming through, you know, off and on. If somebody's looking for a smaller purchases, you know, that that's, you know, pretty much, you know, non-existent. You need the full bag or the half bag. He goes on, he says, popular products like American Eagles and Canadian Silver Maples are now quoting November deliveries. Well, that I would have to disagree with because I checked uh, prior to the program, and I always ask for what is uh, available for immediate delivery, and it was Canadian Maple Leaves and the Kangaroos. Uh, One-ounce Silver Eagles are a couple weeks out. He goes on and he says the premiums on these silver coins are at their highest level since 2009. For example, if the uh, price of silver is $15 an ounce, they are selling the coins in some places for X number of dollars higher than that. And that premium is the the highest they've seen since 2009. Does that strike you as accurate? Well, they, they're higher. They've been at these levels off and on. Every time you have the U.S. Mint, you know, play with the allotments and, and going into the end of the year, uh, yes, you can see uh, premiums increase. And when I believe in 2009, that was when we saw uh, $50 silver. Yeah, premiums were up there at the, you know, four or five. They, they're equal probably. Yeah. Uh, He explains that this is due to overwhelming demand in the face of shrinking supply. And he goes on, he has two emails that he lists, one from Singapore, one from Australia. And one from Singapore says two of the largest and best dealers in Singapore are pretty much completely out of silver coins at 10-ounce bars. Silver Bullion has some Philharmonics in stock and a few 1-ounce and 10-ounce and 1-kilogram Koala and kookaburra in stock and nothing else. No 100 ounce, no one, one kilogram bars in stock, all on pre-order. Um, the owner told me that they have had thousands of maple leaves on order for seven weeks with no date of delivery. Uh, they haven't committed any date of delivery. It appears that next week there will be no reliable silver available uh, for sale in the country of Singapore. All right. Then he goes on, something similar in Australia. Perth Mint is out of silver bars until further notice. They won't tell you how long the delay is, but they won't take any more orders. Is this tightening on supply of silver? you think this is only happening over in the Far East, uh, Australia, Singapore, and whatever? Uh, is this also happening in this country? Is it going to get 
Is the supply going to loosen up here in the near future, or do you expect it to become tighter? Well, I, I don't know what he's writing about, but if someone I know, you could not purchase Canadian maple leaves from the, 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 the Canadian mint for how many weeks? So we don't sell them. If, you, if, they're not, if, the, if, the, if the mint is not selling them, we're not selling them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if somebody is sitting there taking funds when there were no allotments to be purchased, well, yeah, he could see a long-time delivery. And Now, I'm not saying that's happening, but, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, usually what happens is, you know, if you're going through some sort of a, a cycle or, or, or if there was something that truly really started, and I'm not saying there's a lot of product out there, but this all started in January when the U, I mean, in the beginning of July when the U.S. Mint, you know, for the full year just recklessly sold whatever any dealer wanted. And then all of a sudden it was OG. Silver dropped significantly. People started buying and all of a sudden their inventory is gone. So they cut back on the allotment. It increases the delays of product. People shift. To a different product because they want a little bit more immediate delivery. So next thing you know, everybody's buying Canadian maple leaves because the premiums on Silver Eagles went up. So Canadian maple leaves are still cheaper. You can get them a little bit quicker. Quicker. So now everybody is piling in onto the Canadian maple leaves. Well, guess what? Then they have a problem, and then people are buying the silver rounds. The next thing you know, all the silver rounds are gone. So I mean, it is a chain reaction to to everything when you have one particular situation that might happen, and yes, that increases your uh, premiums on all the products. And it puts everybody in a backlog. And it's just like anything else. If you go in and the inventory is bare, if everything is sold out, it takes time to fill those shelves back up and still trying to deliver product that has been sold. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a sign of of increased uh, purchasing of silver. We've seen the volume of silver eagles for this year so far. We're to outpace any uh, year for last uh, year, you know, records. You know, we have records uh, that are being uh, met or beaten this year in silver. So huge demand for silver, as there should be. Because they're giving it away at an extraordinarily low price. Absolutely. But part of the re- but but this also is consistent with a shortage of supply. It's not just because demand is consuming the silver that's out there. It's because the people who bought it for fourteen, fifteen dollars an ounce are sitting back and saying, I'm not selling I'm not crazy enough to sell it. They're not gonna sell until the price goes up to who knows, twenty, twenty five dollars an ounce and they can make a profit. They are gonna sit on that silver and the demand will be increasingly frustrated until the price goes up. And that's the real yeah, of the supply problem. The price no. has got to go up in the near future. They can but, only sit on that product for so long. Or your inventory, you know, depends on, you know, how much well, I'm not talking about on. dealers. I'm talking about people I get, who buy it, individuals who buy it, and then they're going to sit on it until it, they're not, not going to go back and sell to the dealer until the price goes up. Well, I think... 
I'm not even sure price means anything right now because I think people are holding on to their product for different reasons at this point in time. You know, I think you know, I think silver silver would would have to go to 50 before anybody would start dumping silver anymore because I think we all know what we face in the very near future. Mm-hmm. And no one is is selling anything. I mean, I have a few people who sell a couple coins here and there just to, you know, they have a little, you know, expense or something that has popped up and they need to sell a coin. But nobody is selling. That's why you don't have 90% silver. No one is selling. And there's huge premiums on it to, to buy it, you know, you know. But nobody but not wants to sell. Which raises the next question. But you've got to know a lot of people bought a lot of silver at a lot lower okay. prices than where we are today. I understand that. But nevertheless, they didn't buy it just to turn around and make a dollar or a buck and a half on the price of silver. They are anticipating a huge increase in the price of silver, and they're going to sit there and hold those coins. They're going to stack them and pile them up in the backyard or in the the garage or wherever, and uh, they're going to pile them up until prices go significantly higher, which raises the next question. The answer is pretty much obvious, but nevertheless, with an obvious and undeniable increase in demand. How is it that the price of silver is still down under $15 an ounce? I mean, can it be explained by reason, natural forces in the market, or is this just pure manipulation? As far as what I'm concerned, it's just pure manipulation. Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly you might have some market forces in play, but uh, I, I think it, it truly is rigged, and there is a, a separate. Uh, I mean, you have the, the product price with those premiums that rise, and then you have the, the spot price. And when you have something in small amounts, those premiums are going to rise. It doesn't necessarily have to affect the spot price. And I think what truly is happening, I think what's truly happening is the whole commodity sector because the world is slowing down, there's no, the demand for your coppers, your platinum, your palladiums have dropped so significantly. It's just impacting a little bit of the, the precious metals. But when that event happens, I mean, we don't know when this event is going to happen. Um, Which gonna, event are you talking about right now? Any event. Some sort of a black swan event. That will trigger a rise in the price of precious metals? Precious metals, gold and silver, will rise so quick it will make people's heads spin. They have such an opportunity now, and uh, people just aren't recognizing it. Well, a lot of people are. A lot of people are. up in a shortage of, you know, people might say there's a shortage of silver right now. There's plenty of silver. There's plenty of silver. But not at $15 an ounce. Right? Yeah. How much silver do you want? I can supply all you want for 50 bucks an ounce. You know, tell me how many tons you're interested in. Um, it depends. There's, you know, there's plenty of silver depending on the price. 15 bucks, no silver. 50 bucks, lots of silver. So, you know, it's not just as if the silver has disappeared and they dumped it in the ocean or something like that. It's there. People aren't, people who bought it, people who've had brains enough to buy it have not are not dumb enough to sell it at these prices. They're sitting back and say, look, this is a gift. And, you know, this is one of the things about the market manipulation. We've talked about this off and on over the years. But this market manipulation, 
and suppressing the prices of gold and silver has been really a blessing. Now, it's annoying, it's offensive, it's morally wrong, a bunch of things about it, but on the other hand, if you understand about gold and silver and you're inclined to buy it, market manipulation has allowed you to get a lot more bang for your buck. Right? You can stack a bunch more gold at $15 an ounce than you can at $50 an ounce. Or, excuse me, a lot more silver than at uh, 15 than at 50 And uh, this manipulation, its again, it's wrong, but it can't, in my opinion, it can't continue indefinitely. Sooner or later, they have to lose control of the market price, and when they do, it's going to jump in ways that people are going to find it'll be spectacular and breathtaking. But when is that going to happen? We don't know. We do know when we're going to get some more commercials, though, don't we, Melody? All right. And that is mm -hmm, right about now. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll free 866-229-3663 that's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Melody Cedarstrom on financial survival. 
What's next, Melody? We got a question in from Robert today. He says, earlier this afternoon, Senator Ted Cruz and, and Donald Trump had a press conference against the Iranian agreement. Uh, Robert says he's not in the know about the truth about this deal, but Trump mentioned that the Iranians get $150 billion, for they do, which they do, for just showing up at the conference table. He also said that just a few hours before this gathering that the Ayatollah said that Iran was done talking and working with the U.S. and that Israel would not exist 25 years from now. If, in fact, this is such a bad deal for the U.S., why do the Republicans in the Senate or House not bring impeachment proceedings against all that arranged this agreement or voted for uh, if treating them with treason? Well, the answer for that, in my opinion, is that the Republican Party the leaders of the Republican Party, I believe, are just bought, owned, and operated by forces outside the Republican Party. They're puppets. They'll do what's best for, in my opinion, the New World Order. They're not there to serve the American people, and they're there to lead their party in directions that are contrary to the American people's best interests. And I'm not an anti-Republican. I am, uh, you know, I've run for public office years ago as a Republican. I've always I've almost always voted Republican when I voted, and uh, you know, but I am disappointed. I mean, the Republican Party, you can just, Trump is perhaps the first real breath of fresh air we've had relative to the Republican Party in some time. But these guys, they say they're going to do the right thing. They know what you want to hear. They'll tell you that. But in the end, they don't do it. And then they don't do it. And then they don't do it. And then they don't do it. And sooner or later, you start to connect the dots. They begin to say, you know, I don't think these guys are actually doing what they say they're going to do. And I think that, in part, explains Mr. Trump's extraordinary success. Nobody really trusts the leadership of the Republican Party. I'm certainly not talking about the rank and file of Republican people, Republican Party members, the people who support the party. Good people, they're trying to do the right thing, but their leaders have been bought and paid for. And they are working against our best interests, in my opinion, and therefore they're not going to do the right thing concerning these bizarre treaties with Iran or the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership or whatever. You know, it's what I find interesting. I mean, wouldn't it be a ticket, Trump and Cruz? And I think I've heard that before, um, that perhaps that would make a good ticket. And Trump said it that uh, in the reference to the meeting uh, about Iran, Trump said Cruz was one of the first to support him when he shared some of his immigration parties. He says he likes me, I like him, he backed me 100%. And uh, so they're, uh, you know, beginning to have a little bit of a love affair there. But uh, certainly, and Trump also mentioned that if he was elected president, the hostages that Iran has, he says uh, they would be home before he took office. It would be the first things that he did since when he took office was to get them home. So, You know, you Trump, know. Trump is a peculiar character, and he doesn't really fit the mold in your mind of Ronald Reagan. But there is a certain amount of similarity to them. Both of them essentially came out of, they're not just, they're not precisely professional politicians. Ronald Reagan was governor of California, and I understand he had a political background to some degree, but most of his background was out, most of his years were outside of politics. Um, and he was 
you know, certainly the best loved president we've had in recent history. And I'm wondering, I'm looking at the similarity between, you know, Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder if that'll stand up. Well, that, well that's, Will that imagined similarity stand the test of time, Melody, or do you think that's uh, there's no comparison between Trump and Reagan? Well, I think what is similar is the way they can promote themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that is certainly what they have in common. I'm not so sure they're, you know, in, in, in the manner in which they'll get elected is the same. Well, they strike I mean, us. Ronald Reagan forth. wasn't one of the best presidents we ever had either. But he was yeah. one of the best loved. I mean, you're going to have to go back. Yeah, that's what Here's you, one was yeah. the last time we had a president who was as popular as Reagan. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, they, well, they, you know, they, they keep you happy while they're, you know, robbing you. But well, I never had a bad opinion. I think that there were things that Reagan might have done in retrospect that I, I think he didn't understand. But I never suspect. I, you know, I never thought that Reagan was a bad guy per se. I thought he was trying to do what was right for the country. I didn't think he was working for special interests. I didn't think it then. I don't think it now. It might be true, but it's just my opinion on it. They're all puppets. That's that's the point, though. You know, who are we going to get into the White House who will do what's best for the majority of the American people rather than what's best for certain special interests who are in a position to bribe the president, bribe the Congress, bribe the Senate? Who's going to stand up and do what's best for the American people? Trump might. You know, Reagan certainly created that opinion. I don't know that any of them are going to do it. But Trump looks like he might. And I think you know, that's one of the things you sit back and say, all right, fine, got to vote for somebody. Yeah, why not Trump? Looks like he might do a good job. <laughs> Who else is going to do a good job? <laughs> Hillary? <laughs> I mean, she's... Uh, Put her in charge of the ship, and she'll steer it for the rocks. We're going to be sinking on a coral reef if you let Hillary sink, uh, steer the ship. And to some degree, that's true. That, that's probably true for most other candidates in the Republican and Democrat parties. I think what will make Trump interesting, because I, you know, again, I, I, I believe the office is controlled. But I think if he actually was elected, and again, you know the way our the way our election is carried out. You know who knows he could be the most popular person in the country and not be elected. But on the other hand, let's say he was, it would be interesting to see what he says when he leaves office. Because I don't think if, if he gets in there and, and they restrict him from doing some of the things that he he says he wants to do. He might be quiet for the years that he's in office, but when he leaves, it'll be interesting to see how much he would tell. I don't believe that Trump is going to be quiet for her except when he's sleeping. All right, and Even then, he might be making more oh. noise than a lot of people can stand. Um, I just don't think you can shut him up for any length of time. Uh, he may not even know what he's saying, but he's going to say it, in my opinion. Uh, I suspect that it's just a man's nature. And we'll watch and see. I don't, think, I don't think we know enough of him to know what's his nature. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree we don't. I, I agree with that. But, you know, uh, 
willing to take a chance. I am at least. I'm willing to take a chance on something I don't know about rather than something that I do know is almost certainly going to be bad for us. He might be good. A bunch of other candidates, to my mind, you can almost count on them being bad. Trump might be good. In this day and age, that may be enough. That might be as good as it gets. Got a candidate who might be good. Yay! Yay! We got a candidate who might be good. It'll be interesting. I have a couple couple articles on the email follies involving Hillary Clinton, of course, and her private server and rest, that sort of thing. And here's one from the Washington Times. Senators propose immunity for Hillary Clinton's staffer to testify on email server. That's the first, that's the headline. Two top senators, Senate investigators floated the idea of immunity Tuesday to Brian Pagliano, the staffer who set up the email server and former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton's home in exchange for tes- testimony about her activities. Mr. Pagliano last week said he would assert his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination and refusing to answer questions about the matter. But Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson, the chairman of two key uh, committees investigating the situation, said they have authority to extend immunity to Mr. Pagliano uh, if he's willing to talk. Now, this is interesting because the article claims that members of the Senate have offered immunity to Mr. Pagliano. Now, the article does not expressly declare immunity from what? Right? Says, well, we'll give him immunity. Well, is this immunity from mumps or measles or something like that? Is he going to take a vaccine? No. They are offering immunity from criminal liability and criminal prosecution. So far, Mr. Pagliano has said he'll assert his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Well, what sort of self-incrimination is Mr. Pagliano seeking to avoid? And the answer is self-incrimination. When I say incriminate, it's like saying in crime, innate, incriminate, self-incrimination for having committed a crime. Point one, both the Senate investigators and Mr. Pagliano understand and agree that the current investigation of Hillary Clinton's email is of a criminal rather than civil nature. Point two. The email investigation ultimately implicates Hillary Clinton. Insofar as her staffers are subject to criminal liability, so is Hillary Clinton. Point three, the two senators, Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson, are trying to get Hillary Clinton committed, convicted excuse me, of a crime. The struggle between the two senators and Hillary Clinton is big-time political combat where one side or the other will be politically destroyed and possibly incarcerated. In other words, because it's clear that the Senators Grassley and Johnson are, have, have, are committed to convicting Hillary Clinton of a crime, not just political bad judgments, right? a crime that can put her in prison. If they win, Hillary goes to prison and ends her political career. On the other hand, if the Senators lose their attempt to commit to convict Hillary, they'll be laughed out of Washington and maybe never heard again, uh, never win another another uh, public election. The conflict between Clinton and senators has gone so far. From my perspective, I suspect that neither side can afford to back down or compromise. 
If the senators let Hillary off the hook, they'll be accused of having sold out to the Clintons and probably never again elected. We are witnessing a kind of political mortal combat, a fight to the finish between Hillary Clinton and at least two U.S. senators. No compromise is likely. I doubt that any compromise is possible. If the senators win, Hillary is finished. If the senators lose, they are finished. The only way this conflict could be more virulent would be if the witnesses, prosecutors, or their family members started showing up dead. It remains to be seen whether Mr. Pegliano will accept the senator's offer of immunity from criminal prosecution. If he refuses that offer and is successfully prosecuted, I'll bet he's sentenced to a long and retaliatory stretch in the prison. If he's not going to take the deal, they're going to stand. He's convicted. They're going to put him. They're going to slap him down hard. If it's clear that Hillary is going to be convicted, Mr. Pacquiano would be smart to take the immunity deal. If I had to bet, I'd bet that Mr. Pagliano will not accept the offer of immunity. I don't know what he's going to do, but I'm just speculating. I don't think he would dare to cross Hillary to such a serious degree. On the other hand, if Pagliano does take the immunity deal, Hillary is toast. So we shall see. But that's my opinion. But here's Ed Klein in an article on Newsmax. And his, he has the headline here is Hillary advisor urges her to cut a deal on the email scandal. The longtime advisor Hillary Clinton is urging her to hire outside legal counsel to look into cutting a deal over the email scandal currently dogging the presidential campaign. Ed Klein said the advisor told him Hillary needs to act quickly because contrary to reports that the FBI probe into her private use of a private email server may drag on for months, the investigation may actually wrap up by year's end. That means if they haven't cut a deal before the end of the year, it means it'll be too late. Once this thing goes forward, and say, oh, we got you, Hillary. Right now, the FBI, in theory, could cut a deal and say, all right, all right, tell you what, we'll stop the investigation before we've clearly come to evidence. It means you should go to jail if you are willing to enter into a plea bargain for a misdemeanor. And beyond that, according to this article, also agree that you're not you're going to suspend and terminate your your uh, your your presidential campaign so <clears throat> here we have i'm inclined to think that an agreement is not possible uh, just for political purposes but mr klein he says he expects hillary to make a plea deal and quit the race and it may be that she can commit, she can, can she can uh, engage in that kind of a deal and just say, "All right, fine, I'm not going to run for the presidency, but don't prosecute me." And they said, "All right, fine, everybody's happy." What do you think, Melody? We've only got about 30 seconds left, but where do you think well, this thanks, is going? Well, I could have I can talk for another 10 seconds. Give Look, me 15 seconds. No one's going to be held accountable. I think that you know, I really truly believe that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what this deal is about. Certainly someone got ticked off at Hillary, and, uh, um, you know, you can go back to that, uh, you know, the, the disagreements between Obama and the Clintons, and, and it seems like someone's after her, but yet in the next breath you can see them out playing golf together, joking and so forth. It's so hard to know anymore what is the truth and, and what side anyone is on. But let's just see if anyone is held accountable. I guarantee it won't be Hillary.
I'm not. We'll watch and see. But if it's not her, I think the senators might be if they can't make the conviction. We'll watch and see. I think the public is there. Will be escape. I think. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to get away with just a wrist slap. I think the public is in a mood. They want somebody's head on a stake, and if not, it's not it going to be Hillary, it's going to be a couple of senators. We're out of time, folks. I want to thank all of you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye. for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes 
now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Welcome to the Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is September 3rd, 2015. <laughs> time of the end, and that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin, the world, and look to the holy city. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. For you, Hear the sound of the shofar. Heed the warning. Get right now before it's too late. This is very serious. Please make this choice tonight. If you need help after this program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682, 620-878-4682. In an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. Folks, there is also another way that you can get prayers, and it, is, it seems to be really working out, and I'm even getting some good feedback from it. You can either mail me a letter by the United States Postal Service, find our address at prophecyhour.com, mail us a letter, We'll take it to service with it, we'll anoint it with oil, and we'll pray on it. We'll lay hands and pray on it. Then we will even send you that letter back that's been anointed with oil, and that won't cost you a penny. Well, I guess it would for the stamp that you sent it to me, but me sending it back to you, not a thing. Or you could actually uh, just send me an email with your name and address on there and say, I want this letter back after you anoint it and pray on it and I will print it out from my computer, and I will take it to church or take it to service, and I will, we will pray over it, anoint it with oil, and we'll send it back to you. Pray about it. Anyway, you can always find updates of the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, and our mailing address on our blog, which is simply prophecyhour.com. Remember, we are a national satellite program and simulcast live on the net, so we're 
internationally, so pray about supporting airtime. We're also on a couple of FM stations, so pray about supporting airtime. Airtime costs, especially when we, this is a ministry that we don't sell anything. Um, while you hear commercials and that's the station selling things, that's not Pastor Dan or Messiah's branch selling anything. We, uh, as it stands, we sell nothing. And so we have to rely on you to make donations to us so that we can keep the Mission Church going and so that we can keep these radio programs going. So pray about supporting what we do. Um, you can make a donation tonight by uh, uh, over the Internet. Uh, by simply going to prophecyhour.com, or you can make us, uh, you know, you can write a check or money order and send it. I hate to talk about money, but, you know, we need money to make the ministry continue to happen. And, we are, and uh, folks, uh, we'll, while we do have a YouTube channel, you can find it over there at prophecyhour.com. Uh, we're trying to get up to make videos, not only about the Mission Church, but about current events and everything. But in order to do that, there's a couple of things that we need that we just don't have the finances to get. We need a laptop, a new laptop. We also need a, a camera that we can do this with, and we need another computer. So pray about it, you know, pray about it. Uh, that sounds like about two or $3,000. Well, you're right. If you decide to make a donation for that, make sure you mark your donation for, say, for uh radio or for expanding radio make it for expanding radio and uh if you want to to do that and also if you make donations for radio if you mail it in put on your check or money order put radio or radio airtime and that will help a lot but this other if it's it's expanding radio so then we can get video and we can catch up with some of the other ministries but you know we have been putting our archives on the internet clear back as far as when we first started, and that was, you know, probably uh, my first programs were back about 2001, I think, or 2002. We started on AVR when they started in 2004. So we've been doing Internet radio for a long time as well as broadcast over the normal um, things. Anyway, well, I better get on with the prayer. Otherwise, I'll take up all of our guests' time. So. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray that radio tonight goes according to your will and not mine. And please give everybody out there ears and wish to hear the truth, Father. They need the truth so badly. Let them hear the truth. Bless this program tonight. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name, amen and amen. Well, tonight's guest has been on with us many times before. He never seems to run out of important things to say. In fact, he just wrote this to me about tonight. He says, as you are aware, there is a lot being said out there about the convergence of many unusual events happening this month. I would like to address my concerns and excitements about what the future holds for the believers in Yeshua. The theme for our talk tonight, he says, is prophecy, predictions, presumptions, and probabilities. Well, you know, he is an Army veteran. And he served his country in Korea. He's traveled the country as an evangelist. And there's much more to this story, and you can find out all of that where at? At the wordofprophecy.org, wordofprophecy.org. Or you can find that link wherever you find this radio program and archives. And that's also the name of, of, the, uh, of his ministry, Sure Word of Prophecy. Now, let's welcome Steve. Are you there with me, Steve? Very not there, Pastor Dan. I consider it a privilege to be back on your Prophecy Hour program. Thanks for your invitation. 
Well, I, I like to have you on. Like I said, you never run out of not things to say, important things to say, <laughs> and there's a difference. And boy, I'll tell you what, Steve, I, I, I sent you a list a while ago. I don't know if you got it or not, but boy, there is just such a, a list of things that people seem to think is happening, or some are true and some are not true. So. You know, uh, I, I'm curious. What do you got to say about all this? I, I'm really curious about you tonight. Well, I have a, quite a bit to say, uh, Brother Dan. Here it is, September 2015, and as you well know, there's been an avalanche of YouTube videos, books, and serious talks and speculations of what appears to be, by many, uh, prophetic themes, which are converging together, pointed this month, and as well, some say it's, Rapture time, some say it's the commencement of the Great Tribulation, others the end of the age, and, you know, uh, all eyes are on the news, and many believe it's coming down this month, and all the predictions and presumptions and possibilities are here right in our face. And I recognize there are a lot of what appears to be insurmounting evidences to be deeply concerned about something very earth-shattering coming down. And, However, I'd like to also uh, put in a word of caution and implore all of us to be grounded more than ever on the word of Yahweh, your thoughts. Amen. You're absolutely right. Um, what I I did a program previously tonight with with a fellow that was you know he was frustrated over some of the things that were being said and and but here's what I what I, what I said to at the first of that program and I'd like to say it now is my thought is this there are some very serious Bible people out there or scholars they're not calling themselves prophets they've noticed patterns in things like the Shemitah there's definite pattern there and it, you just have to be blind not to really see it and there's also you know some things going on there's been with the blood moons there's uh, some real patterns there but neither one of these two fellows are saying absolute thus saith the Lord or you know, absolutely something's going to happen. They're pointing out patterns and saying these things can be probable. My problem that I see is is that there are so many people stacking on things on top of this, mm-hmm. twisting their words, and so we really have a huge, huge, I don't know when I've seen so many different prophecies, and I, don't, I guess you call them prophecies, I don't know, and things that are happening, but also, and then I'm going to give it to you, but also, folks, you need to look also at the the non-Christian world. The rest of the world is, all the. I'm talking about the financial sectors, are all pointing to the same things and the same time period. Maybe not all, but most are. And so now let's hear what Steve has to say. Back to you, Steve. I wholeheartedly agree with you, brother. Um, to start this uh, talk out, I'd like to share some of these headlines and some of the hype that we are, are seeing, and some of it legitimate, some not so legitimate. Uh, here I'm reading a headline that says, An asteroid or meteor, meteor will hit the Earth on September 24, 2015. You have been warned. And this is a YouTube video where 2,400,000 hits have hit this particular video. How about this one from the Breaking Israel News website? Shrita and the Messiah. Could this be the year before his arrival? How about this one here? Upcoming Jewish holidays begins a period of cataclysmic events for Israel. And in this article, the writer proclaims the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, will begin on the evening of September 13th and 
end after sunset on September 15th. According to Jewish tradition, Rosh Hashanah is a day that God begins the process of judging the entire world. This year's Rosh Hashanah is especially unique in that it will signal the end of the Shemitah year, the sabbatical year which occurs in a seven-year cycle. According to the Talmud, the written text explaining the oral Torah, the Messiah will come in the year following the Shemitah year. Well, how about this one here? It's about a prophetess named Barbara. Uh, it goes by the name of God's Healer 7 on YouTube that speaks words that she received from God. And she seems very, uh, you know, genuine, uh, Pastor Dan, and the words she gives are typically prophetic warnings. But in January of 2012, she says, the Lord spoke to her and said, you will prophesy 1,350 days proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. From the first time the first trumpet blows until the time of the seventh trumpet, those that hear the trumpet will know that I am the Lord. And says her husband, a CPA calculated the number to arrive at the date September 23, 2015. And another one that I find here, it's entitled Rapture Dream. September 2015 will be something very big, and in parentheses, Day of Atonement. This is by a, uh, a, a video sensation on YouTube, Renee Moses. And she says here in this particular uh, part out of her Rapture Puzzle book, she says, I, Renee, intend to show you from the scriptures how the Day of the Lord will begin on September 23, 2015, the Day of Atonement. Most of you reading this book will be reading it after this date, and you will have been left behind. I write this for you so you can know for certain that what took place was actually the rapture or great escape mentioned in the Bible, and that it was not something else, such as an alien invasion or intervention of planet Earth by extraterrestrials. The Bible warns us that there will be a great deception that will happen at this time to try to deceive you into believing a lie about what has happened and what is now happening on the Earth. Uh, here's another article, Absolute Evidence, 2015, Rapture of the Church. In this article, I'll just put a little bit out. It says, it could occur now, and it's very likely it's to occur up or on or after August 17, 2015. This will provide a window of 40 days, a Nineveh warning, they say, to the world after the rapture that they were about to enter the day of the Lord or the seven-year tribulation timeline of the book of Revelation. Or the rapture may be laid, they say, in conclusion, until September 23rd or 24th. Uh, one more here, brother, and then, then we're going to get into some discussion here. Um, September 23rd, 2015, 7 times 7, Shemitah Harbinger Bible Prophecy is, is what this article is entitled. And it says, startling new revelation, why the tribulation must begin in the year 2015, the great mystery of the sevens and the blood moon solved. You will be stunned, and this is a just-released video prophecy. In this, it says, four and a half years ago, on the seventh day of the Feast of Trump Tabernacles, Mr. Obama was chosen as a Nobel Peace Prize winner. He was chosen as a Prince of Peace. Two months later, just before the start of the 24th day of Kislev on a Jew Jewish calendar, he was given the award in Norway. The night before this took place, a strange spiral appeared in the sky above Norway. There are two dates mentioned in Haggai uh, 2 regarding the Lord shaking the heavens and the earth and bringing the desire of all nations to himself. And in parentheses it says rapture. These two dates are the seventh day of the tabernacles of the 24th of Kislev, 
The pledge agreement covenant that Obama made to the peacemaker of the world was strengthened with many on these two dates. I believe this was the fulfillment of Daniel 9.27, and it started the 70th week of Daniel. Now, Brother, I, uh, I'm sure as you uh, have heard some of these already, uh, you can see some of the uh, fallacy or the presumptions that uh, presumptions typically uh, are the, you know, the ones that jump on the bandwagon of the popular themes, and they don't check it out a whole bunch. So they jump on the bandwagon, and it gets big and it gets large. And uh, according to uh, these uh, articles, uh, rapture time is is coming, and uh, I I hold a, a whole different view about uh, the the uh, the day of the Lord and the end of the age. And yet, a lot of these uh, proponents of this uh, September 2015 hype are saying the rapture is imminent and it will happen during the season of uh, Jewish types and, and, and shadows. So, right. uh, what are your thoughts, brother? Well, first off, um, they. Of course, uh, anybody that listens to this program for any period of time at all knows that I'm not pre-trib rapture at all. Um, they are, however, right that when he does finally return, um, you know, when he, uh, you will be during a feast times, but the tribulation has to happen first. You know, that has to come yeah. first. And so that hasn't happened. You know, we haven't seen the abomination of desolation. We haven't seen um, the two witnesses. Um, there's so much that we have not seen um, that, you know, and but they, they think they're going to fly out before that happens. So any of those that, that say um, rapture would happen now is just ludicrous. But let me give you one that, that's different to people. Now, listen, um, September 12th and September 13th, Rabbi uh, Kanovsky, or Kanovsky, a leading authority in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, has indicated that the, that the Messiah, that the Jewish people were expecting, could come at this time. Now, let me, and this, there's a danger in that. Let me explain to, you, to yeah. you, the folks, a moment. The problem is with the, with the Jewish people that do not believe in a Messiah that's already come and are looking for Messiah, they don't look at the Messiah coming like you and I do. You know, we'll see him in the clouds. They're looking at a normal man to walk out. And that normal man will pick up more divine properties as he goes along, but he will lead their country into safety. You understand what I'm saying? So this look, this opens the door for an antichrist. You understand what I'm saying? Because they're not looking for a divine being. And, and, but also, let's throw this in. We would, over there in Israel right now, um, this rabbi, as several other rabbis, they are all starting to see prophetic visions of Messiah coming. In fact, some of them have had uh, visions from uh, the prophet Elijah. And so we are seeing spiritual things that point us to the end of the age, but also point us to that Antichrist that's coming. And back yeah. to you. Yeah, how imperative it is, uh, Pastor Dan, to be really, really grounded in uh, Yahweh's Word, because it's so clear-cut to me that, it, in fact, uh, some of these things that are being propagated are, are just simply presumptions and not, uh, not biblical fact. Um, but then again, you mentioned uh, some of the, the possibilities and things that are connected to uh, the Shemitah cycle and uh, that I think that are, that are plausible and 
and uh, probabilities. Um, in an article yesterday, just yesterday, Pastor Dan, I read an article entitled Statistician Data Proves Biblical Financial Collapse. Now, <clears throat> we understand uh, in the scripture that one day they'll be throwing the gold and silver to the bats and moles and, you know, the, the ritual. Right. And how. And so there is some ind- indicators in scripture that we, in fact, are going to, uh, to uh, suffer a uh, financial calamity and that, that money will no longer be uh, worth its, its weight in, in, uh, in, in speaking. But uh, this particular article uh, said in September, we can expect something really bad. Get ready, because the best of times are over and the worst of times have just begun. And uh, this is an assessment of a Florida mathematician who had studied biblical Shemitah sh- uh, sh- uh, cycles as it applies to financial markets. He did the same thing that uh, Brother Jonathan uh, Kahn did, and, uh, according to my understanding. Uh, Thomas Pound is an educator, a mathematician, who applies a statistical wizardry to the markets. And the Dow fell another 468 points. Now, this was yesterday's uh, news. Or 3% Tuesday, providing fresh evidence for investors the sell-off which began in August was no mirage. It is likely to continue into September. Only eight more trading days remain until the dreaded L-29, which is the final day of the Shemitah year, known as Wipeout Day on the Hebrew calendar. And since that falls on a Sunday, September 13th, when the markets are closed, the rest of the week and the following week will bring the most devastating losses. Uh, Glenn Beck, uh, we, most of us know him, made a prediction last week uh, as the the Dow Jones fell uh, 1,000 points on Monday morning. Uh, talk about a panic in the markets. Uh, he proclaimed the toolbox is empty, and we had the rescue packages, the credit guarantees, the quantitative easing, zero interest rate policy. Right now, we're almost at zero. We have taken every new program we could, and there's nothing left for the Federal Reserve to do. He doesn't believe that the lights-out event in the stock market will happen today, but he predicts it will come down and it will go back a little bit, then it will go down, it will just keep taking money off the table and just keep taking off the table. And then he summarizes by saying it's just not good. Pastor Dan, there's a countless amount of videos and predictions from far too many credible sources that we are heading in that direction in the financial markets. Uh, yeah, and everyone yeah. seems to be jumping on the bandwagon to, uh, to who knows where. Um, you know, Jonathan Kahn, uh, in writing the book, The Mystery of the Shemitah, uh, who sold a couple million books, in fact, uh, predicts upon prior cycles that there's a probability we may suffer a huge market crash. And uh, I've been watching this, brother, for uh, uh, with extreme interest for quite a while. In the last two weeks, 1,800 points were lost and around $3 trillion vanished into thin air as in the world markets. And there's yeah. a huge probability that we may see this soon. And that's just what you call a probability. As far as the timing... I'm not sticking my neck out and making any predictions. And I will say up front, if the stock market collapses on, you know, Sunday, September 13th, we better be under the shadow of the Almighty Elohim. But, uh, yeah. oh, wait, hey, uh, man, the stock market look, I, I, I got to break in. Day. I got to break in. We got yeah. 30 seconds for a break. Give them your website, and we'll come back and talk. But you, you got to, we got to get out of here for a break. Sure. Website. Uh, sure. Uh, website, org. Check out the prophetic news section. I think you'd be really interested in keeping up with uh, what's going on. Yeah, folks, and make sure that you go to our radio program archives. And actually, I think you have a place on your website where you did the radio programs, don't you? 
Yes, uh, I can only put ten on there, so I had to. Oh, okay. Well, folks, go back in our radio archives. Go back in our radio archives and listen to past programs. Uh, if you haven't heard Steve before, go back and listen to him, and we'll hear more from Steve in three minutes. Right back. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Job stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to Wichita Homeless. Or simply call 316-619-4886. 316-619-4886. 
We are back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to Messiah's Ranch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Folks, please remember to pray tonight about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. Yes, I say this week after week, but you know what? Week after week, we have more and more people coming in, bringing their children, looking for clothing, looking for food, something to eat, looking for first aid, looking for Bibles. We need all these things. And you know what? I'm not rich. My family's not rich. Messiah's Branch is not rich. Remember, we're a mission church, so we cater to the poor. So how do we survive by doing it? Well, of course, it's by the grace of our Father, but he uses people just like you to put it on their heart that you should that, to donate money. And you should support the poor, whether it's in my city or your city or whatever, you should do it. And so pray about it. Feast of Tabernacles is coming up, and are you aware that you really it is biblical that you donate a, a good donation to the poor at this time of year? You don't have to do it to our church you know, or Messiah's Branch Mission Church, I pray that you would, because we do need your help. Pray about supporting what we do. Um, Anyway, we get out on international radio or the world, we warn the world, we feed the poor, the hungry, you know, we have newsletter that goes out into the prison, so we have a prison ministry. We do all these things, and it's done by people like you that donate. And so pray about it. Um, and you know me, I, you know, you can find Pastor Dan, you know, he's usually the brokest preacher on the block because he, I believe that I'm, I'm, the money in my pocket belongs to the Father. So I spend down to, to whatever it takes to take care of the people. So pray about it. We really do need your help. Uh, you can donate online or mail a check or money order, and you can find all this information at prophecyhour.com. And the, all donations, no matter what size helps. And you know what? The Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. Anyway, we're back now with Steve Henderson. We're talking about a lot of things that are going on in the world right now. And welcome back, Steve. And I want to start with a little list of something I'd like to get your comment on. Are you there with me, Steve? I'm here, bro. Okay, here's some things that that I think that that we may ought to watch, and it, and it seems kind of peculiar to me. And one thing, if the Palestinian, and part of this is, has to do with the Palestinian state, you realize how much further, and I want your comment on this after I give the list, how much further along we will be in Bible prophecy if there becomes a Palestinian state. Anyway, September 15th, the seventh session of the United States, Nation's General Assembly begins on this date, and France is widely reported that it plans to introduce a resolution which will give formal uh, Security Council recognition to a Palestinian state. Obama has indicated that he may not veto it at this time. If he doesn't veto it, there is a Palestinian state, and the Pope has the they have already recognized the Palestinian state. September 23rd, Pope Francis arrives at the White House to meet with Barack Obama. September 23rd, two, um, the the Pope will be meeting with the president um, on the 266th Pope will be meeting with the President of the United States on the 266th day of the year. And some have suggested that something is is being birthed on that day, because 266 days is the average length of a human gestation period. Okay. On September 24th, 
the Pope's going to address a joint session of Congress. September 25th, the Pope will hold a mass in Madison Square Garden. September 25th to 27th, United Nations launches a brand new agenda, humanly known as the Agenda 2030 Agenda. And that, uh, the, the uh, Agenda 21 um, was a horrific thing. Anyway, September 25th, the Pope appears at the UN to deliver an address to kick off the conference in which the 2030 Agenda will be unveiled. September 26th and 27th. The Pope will be traveling to Philadelphia for the 2015 World Meeting of Families. September 28th is the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles, and it's also, this is the date of the last four blood moons that fall on a biblical festival, dates from 2014 to 2015. And the blood moon will be a super moon, which will be visible from the city of Jerusalem. Um, what do you think? Anything to all this Pope stuff? Uh, yes, brother. I, I think that uh, you know my estimation of Revelation and Daniel and other prophetic books. Uh, it's very obvious to me that uh, there will come a time when the nations will uh, will go into a shock and awe thing, and and at that same time they will gather together when the four winds are loose upon the earth. Uh, there are four beasts that comes up out of the sea. And uh, they will get together and uh, formulate a, a plan. Uh, this is during the time of the Mark of the Beast, when uh, a plan will be uh, implemented and there will be a, uh, what you've heard uh, forever, a new world order that will be created. And I believe it is biblical. Uh, I believe there are a lot of paranoid things that are interjected into this concept. But in Revelation chapter 17, it says there will come a time when uh, the, these ten horns will have uh, 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 the power of the beast for one hour and have one mind. And so there will be a unity of nations, and it's uh, concerning uh, tragic, tragic uh, events that, that take place on the earth, trumpet judgments, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that will bring in uh, and usher in a unity of religious um, uh, people uh, who will, in fact, uh, the uh, nations will turn to the religious leaders uh, for help, in trying to resolve the earth's uh, problems with uh, with war and, uh, and and all the other things, the judgments that are taking place, and the uh, nations will look to the religious leaders to try to get them out of a jam, and it's at that time they're going to be looking for people such as the Pope and others uh, religious leaders that will clasp hands together and begin to pray to their gods in unison and and, and meet on common ground. Uh, this is how I see Scripture, and we we could sure go into a lot of more detail. About that. In fact, I'll talk about the Pope here in a second. But I, do, I don't want to ignore the, uh, the the one uh, thing that you were talking about as far as the Palestinian-Israeli issue, because I, like I say, and have said many times, this is a Jewish book written by Jewish prophets and pertain to things that are going on in the, uh, Israel. And we all recognize that since they were brought back, this is exactly how you always said it would happen, that one day, uh, all the the, uh, the attention would turn back to that place again. And according to the prophet Joel, in uh, I think it's the third chapter and around uh, the first part of the the, uh, the chapter, it says that uh, in those days he'll bring back captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, and he will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will execute judgment upon them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among nations, and they have parted my land. Now, that, uh, 
that is the reason why something is going to come down is that they're, that, that they're parting the land. And I believe in this Palestinian-Israeli uh, uh, issue that's been going on for a long, long time, but when you want to bring it down to its lowest common denominator, uh, Pastor Dan, it deals with the issue of Jerusalem. Of course, we recognize that Arafat, when he created the PLO, and you know his issue was uh, we're going to have a Palestinian state, and Jerusalem will be our capital. And to this day, as we speak, that is the primary issue. And when we look at the prophecies uh, contained in uh, the prophet's writings, it all is going back down there. It says, one day he will bring all nations against Jerusalem to battle. And so that Jerusalem, that little spot, in fact, if you want to bring it down to its lowest common denominator, it deals with the Temple Mount. And you're talking about these, uh, these Jewish people over there that are receiving dreams and visions. Well, the, the main schism between the Palestinians and actually the Islamic world versus the Jews and the call to annihilate the Jews, which uh, is, is out in the open, uh, it deals with uh, the uh, Israel's plan and the uh, Orthodox Jewish uh, plan to uh, build a third temple. And this is uh, in anyone that doesn't know about this needs to open up their eyes because I think this is extremely prophetic because when you go to the the place where it started, where Abraham lifted his knife to his son Isaac, on the mountain of Moriah, that, that mountain is still there for the whole world to see, and it's going back down to that, that same mount where, in fact, they, uh, they have uh, the Temple Mount Institute has, uh, the uh, if you go to their website, you'll take a look and you'll find that they have all the handcrafted gold vessels and silver, and they put a lot of money and have a big following and a lot of donations going their way to build this third temple. They have the model set. They have the cornerstones cut. Uh, they're parading around uh, Jerusalem with them, and that's inciting Islamic hatred. And that's exactly why, in my opinion, it's all coming down. But the, the, at some point, let me add something uh, in here. At, at this point, sure. let me add something in here. There's something. Sure. There's a couple of things that we've saw. Not only ha- that, we have seen them actually see them actually raise money for um, you know for the the heifers for the red heifers. Um, yeah. That. But also, yeah. there's something critical that a lot of people miss. In order for the Jewish temple to do sacrifices, there has to be a priesthood. And there, yep. so there has to be a Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin has recently reformed, and we now have a Sanhedrin in Israel. And so the Sanhedrin's there, the people ready to build the Temple Mount, and even some of the Sanhedrin have been talking with some of the Muslim leaders in order to quell the problem, and they're talking about building a temple that would not be in the exact location, but would be close to, the, to you know what I mean, without tearing down um, the mosque. And so then yes. you will have a temple. And, I mean, it's just all coming together, brother, is it not? Yes, it is. According to Apostle Paul, if we want to take his words literally, he said that that day will not come until the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above God, sitting in a temple, showing himself to be God. Now, the, the, he was quoting directly out of the book of Daniel, by the way, in Daniel 11, around verse 36, uh, and uh, if you want to take a look at it. Uh, so there, very evidently, uh, Israel is pushing. In fact, uh, there, there's some that are getting inside on, in the, uh, the, the administration of Israel now that are backing that up. And so that, that is a very big schism, and the issue 
uh, when it went, like I say, it, it deals with uh, the dividing of Jerusalem and whether they want to make a part of Jerusalem to accommodate both the Jews and the Palestinians. Uh, they want to divide uh, Jerusalem. And Netanyahu says, this will not happen. Uh, this has been our eternal capital for 3,000 years and, uh, you know, over my dead body. Well, uh, the, unfortunately, uh, most people understand that actually uh, Israel, when they were uh, given that uh, right to return, uh, that is still U.N. property and uh, with U.N. oversight. And so whose is it? Is it Jews? Is it the Palestinians? Is it the United Nations? Uh, uh, just exactly, or is it the Vatican's? Uh, in fact, uh, 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 something else we need to understand is uh, there's a lot of talk in the Vatican about making Jerusalem a holy city for an international yeah. city, okay, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So is there importance? Go ahead, go no, I just said absolutely. You're right about that. Okay. And they have been making uh, so, some serious steps to do that. Yes, yes, sir. So it, it's, it, all of these uh, prophetic things, in my opinion, uh, Pastor Dan, are converging uh, into something uh, that, you, that you can't ignore. Uh, it's, it is in your face. Now, there's a lot of hype, and I don't believe in, uh, in the imminent uh, in, during this, this season in September that a rapture will occur. Uh, it's, uh, I see the the, uh, the catching away or the, the being uh, taken uh, up with the Lord at the time of the resurrection. Uh, it's very clear that the resurrection will happen on the last day at the last trumpet. And so anyone who propagates that the rapture will happen before then is, uh, needs to go back and take a look at, at the word a little clearer. Um, there again, presumption takes over uh, biblical truth because it's what everyone believes. And when you want to look for truth, don't look uh, at where the majority are, but look at look at where the minority is speaking. The tr- truth never has been with the majority of people. And so uh, what about Pope Francis? Let's talk about that for a moment then. Um, he's making his trip over to the U.S. and will address the U.S. Congress and in the United Nations. Wow. <laughs> uh, have you ever uh, – did you see uh, here recently, uh, Brother, the Pope uh, painting that they prepared for his upcoming visit to America? Uh, it's a big painted picture it sits there amid the hustle and bustle, a mural of Pope Francis painted on the side of a high-rise near a Penn Station in uh, midtown Manhattan. A 180-foot-tall Pope mural downtown New York City. Now, that is exciting. Wow. Or is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it depends on many, who's doing and looking. I'll tell you what, for many it is uh, exciting, but... Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the thing we need to understand, you know, we, we really need to be clear about the, the prophetic word. Um, for many, uh, there are a lot of people that look at this uh, introduction of the Pope in the United States and dressing, and I, I tell you what, I'm not undermining this at all. I believe it is a very uh, significant step that the Vatican has taken, because uh, this guy has a huge affiliation, uh, one billion followers, so uh, that's no light thing. Uh, but there is a, a, a big a group of people, millions of believers around the world, that are convinced that he indeed is, a, is the Antichrist, and they make a pretty good case about it. Uh, and they attempt to show that, you know, by the scripture, that he's a little horn of Daniel, and uh, found in Daniel's writings concerning the end. However, when you, upon a close examination of their scriptural synopsis and their historical application, there are obvious flaws in their presumptions. And what they do is they take the 1260-day prophecy and turn it into 1260 years, and then they propagate that the papacy was set up in 538, and they, and they then the papacy spread their influence and power all over the earth for exactly 1260 years. 
And then when the uh, French took the Pope in, uh, you know, uh, in exile, he died there in 1798, thus fulfilling a 1260-year period, and then he received a deadly wound. But then he expecting uh, that the wound was healed back in 1929, and for now 160 years, they still believe it more than ever. And I, I remember asking one of their theologians about Pope Leo the, the Great, who uh, reigned from 440 to 461, and I asked him how he fit into the prophetic scenario of 538 to 1798, and he didn't have much to offer on it. And so uh, it's so imperative, uh, Pastor Dan, that we recognize he is, uh, he is an important religious figure in the world, no doubt. I believe that, um, you know, as he has agreed to address a joint meeting of Congress on his visit, uh, that September 24th speech will mark the first time the head of the world's Roman Catholic uh, will address Congress. And France is also expected to have a White House meeting with uh, the President Obama. And also, in addition to that, the U.N. says the Pope will meet with Secretary General Ban Ki-moon on his first day visit to the world body. And so the U.N. welcomes this Pope as an important part of a historical year in the United Nations, which marks its 70th anniversary, and announcing that Pope Francis will address the annual U.N. General Assembly of World Leaders on September 25th during his first papal visit to the United States. And you know what is uh, really amazing to me, brother, uh, underneath this, is Francis, and I've been looking at this very seriously, is calling for a new global political authority. Uh, and ta tasked with tackling the reduction of pollution and the development of poor countries and regions. And the Pontifex is also calling the people, listen, to change their lifestyles and energy consumption or face grave consequences. In a recent article in July, I read where uh, Pope Francis, uh, in wrapping up his first leg of a three-nation South American pilgrimage, issued an impassioned call for a new economic and ecological world order, uh, listen, where the goods of the earth are shared by everyone and not just exploited by the rich. And what is very obvious to me, Pastor Dan, is that at some point in time, the religious leaders will come to the forefront and meet on common ground. And, you know, when he went to Israel here uh, not long ago last year, if you remember, yeah. uh, he took with him uh, a Jewish rabbi and an uh, Islamic imam. And they were traveling around Israel and meeting with the, the Netanyahu and and a couple of the other religious leaders there. In fact, they, the Palestinian and Israeli uh, leaders went over to Israel to meet with the Pope uh, at some time this last year. And so what I recognize is this guy not only has a supervising influence with his church with one billion uh, adherents, but he also has respect from world leaders in most of the world. So this guy is just a type to be one of the biggest influencers uh, to unite the secular with the religious. And, he, and it, it, as we look right now, this is taking place. And when the real Antichrist shows up, I believe Pope Francis or a succeeding pope will be right there with a big thumbs up. And, uh, and, and all of his, his people, his followers, will, will, will line right up with what the pope endorses. And so... You know, if we look back at this, uh, at, at, at this uh, issue here, this, this coming, uh, I think it's a very significant, and we should not we should not undermine its importance. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's you know there's just so much to be said. At some look, even if it, let's say it's all harmless uh, per se, that what he's doing. This is the same kind of scenario that we will see with the religious leaders, and you know. But 
the ticker on it about the Palestinian state, and I want your opinion. I mean, Obama, he so thumbed his nose and has been thumbing his nose at Israel. I think it's really strongly probable that he will not veto that resolution. And I believe that then if it does, a Palestinian state splits land. I believe that will prophetically show us actually where we're at. Well, brother, as you know and are full aware of my uh, belief on uh, the book of Daniel, uh, and uh, Iran being a major player in Daniel 8, uh, with a a group of nations from the West with a great nation leading the way, at some point in time, Iran is going to do something very, very stupid. And uh, as they begin to push, and of course we know they're the number one state shop uh, 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 terrorism sponsor in the world, and uh, they are they are surrounding Israel, and just here this last week again, have a call for the open annihilation of Israel again and the destruction of the United States. And here we are making a deal with the devil, and uh, and they they say up front we are we are going to uh, remove the occupiers from the Palestinian territories, and they wanted to be heralded as a great savior of the Palestinian people, and they have rockets as we've discussed before in other programs all over. Uh, surrounding Israel, uh, supplying uh, Hamas and Hezbollah. They're in Syria. They're they're in the Houthis and the, they're supporting Houthis in the Yemen. Uh, they're all over the place, and they're now making deals with with Russia and with uh, China. And now the, the European Union's coming over, and and there's this big surge of of helping them out now economically, which will fund a terror machine, in my opinion, that will do something very, very serious to, to Israel, because we recognize in the scriptures that it says that one day, and according to Yeshua, he said, uh, when you see the armies encompassed around Jerusalem, and I know many people put that in the, the 70 AD reign, but then he ties it into a great tribulation such as ever was. And right. then he says, for Jerusalem will, will uh, trample down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And when we go over to Revelation 11, in the second verse, we find that, the, the, according to the, the prophecy of John, the Revelator, he says that Jerusalem, or the holy city, will be trampled underfoot for 42 months. And so there's a period of time coming when Jerusalem will be front and center, and everything that, that we see here uh, that, that's being stirred up is, going, is, is setting up a time when the nations, uh, in this great nation of America, I believe, is under judgment. Uh, just today, Brother Dan, did you see that were there the arrested that clerk uh, over in yeah. Kentucky, uh, who decided, first of all, she, she made the statement she was not going to, by her religious convictions, uh, uh, issue a, a, a marriage certificate to a, a gay couple. And she was threatened, and it went to the Supreme Court, and, uh, and the, 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 the federal judge said, you will issue this, uh, or you are facing jail time. And they arrested her today for that. This is just yeah. a small little indicator, my friend. Just a word on that. Just a word on that. What it is, it went to the Supreme Court. They refused to hear it, so it went back to the other federal judge. Federal judge had her arrested today. And uh, for the record, though, when the Supreme Court's made that ruling, like Huckabee pointed out today, what law did she break? There is no law that commands her to issue a marriage license. I am proud of this woman for doing it, where I know we're not supposed to be proud. But I'm very thankful for her, and I 
pray that those pastors out there and people that are listening, that you will be able to stand up instead of being politically correct and say and do the right things. If everybody that that called themselves a Christian stood their ground right now and opened their mouth about all this gay stuff, then we could make a difference. But you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. If you do, I'll repent. But I don't believe they'll do it, brother. And I believe this is just a small precursor of what's about to happen in this country. Back to you, and you got about a minute. we got to get out of here. Okay, just a minute. Okay. Man, we could do a couple free programs here on this. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I just want to admonish the, uh, the, the listeners to, uh, to, to pray and ask for wisdom as we enter into this this uh, tremendous time of uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on and, and it, it, a lot of red flags. Uh, our economy is not doing well, and we've heard this 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 financial crisis stuff for a long time. But I believe we are. It is imminent. A lot of the the experts in the area are saying what well, this bubble's going to burst. Uh, ground your faith in the word of the Almighty. Uh, pray like you've never prayed to, that you be found worthy to escape these things and stand before the Son of Man. Pray that um, that you that you'll, you the the Lord will send labors into the field and we'll have an understanding that in that moment when He brings us up before the the, the magistrates and councils that we'll we'll be ready to give an answer of the hope that is in us and it will point to Yeshua, the only hope that we have that one day Amen. He'll come back and gather His elect uh, from the four okay. winds.